You're listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 111 for the week of June 2nd, 2013. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast of Ice and Fire, the longest-running podcast of A Song of Ice and Fire, and occasionally Game of Thrones. Today we're going to be talking about The Reigns of Castamere, episode 9, and uh, today we're going to be talking about weddings, beddings, wizards, and everything in between. So without further ado, as always, this is Amin, and this is Kyle. It's just the two of us today. It's like a mini guys' night out. I mean, yeah, it's guys' night in number two. I think <laughs> guys' night in. Have we done it? Have we done it? I mean, have we? Has it just been the two of us before? <laughs> we we had an episode before where we covered. I think it was a chapter reread. So All right. guys' night in. So guys' yeah. night in two. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, why don't we jump right into it? We got a quite a bit to talk about today. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll so get let's... a lot of listeners in at the end of the show to get their feedback. So yeah, let's get yeah. through this. I almost just said, if you're listening now, make sure you call in. I forgot we're not live streaming <laughs> this thing. Semi <laughs> live, yeah. So uh, let's do lemon cake ratings. I mean, okay. So this was a tricky one for me to review, but I settled on about four point five out of five. I enjoyed the episode. It was a good episode. It just didn't feel like a five to me, but uh, which was part like part. I have some reasons for that. Partly just the way it felt, watching and rewatching. It didn't feel like a five, but I really enjoyed it. So four point five. All right. Nice. I um I loved it. I friggin' loved it. Um, I want to give it a five, but I'm like I'm so hesitant because everybody knows my strict lemon steak. Yeah. Uh, lemons. Did I just say lemon steaks? Lemon um, steaks. That's an interesting interpretation. <laughs> lemon my lemon cakes rating. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe a four point eight. Cool. I'd say. Uh. Yeah, the first I, time I, you rated higher than me, I think. <laughs> yeah, eat that. <laughs> I really wish Ashley was here because it sounds like Ashley didn't like it. I think I think she liked it, but she probably would have given like like a four or four point two five is my guess. But she would have given it like she had. Uh, I think she said like Dolores Elio's uh, review fits her. Uh, <laughs> what you thought of it it's it's funny because she was we've been emailing her trying to coordinate this and she's been like oh complaining yeah. about it and everything and now you say oh she'd still give it a 4.25 well, I, I, and talking about Elio's review very briefly is like I, I, I mean there's things in there obvious every time I disagree with but I still get lots of things out of it and there's things that I agree with and I, I don't like how people just write him off and say like oh I can't read this because it hurts my feelings about the show you didn't even oh. make the show so like <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't just disregard it either, but um, but uh, I don't have to agree with it all because yeah, it's Elio. Exactly. We're free to disagree or agree with it, but it just seems absolutely. like some people just check out whenever we have him on, which is, I mean, their right to do, but that's not going to affect him coming on. So, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely the there's definitely the two factions forming of of uh, people who the book purists and and not of uh, there can be no changes and it can the show cannot be better and then other people who are like yeah I like the show it's making better choices. Well, I think even that is still simplifying it too much. I mean, we have to be careful not to simplify it both ways. You know, like people are saying, oh, like get, get over it. it's a TV show and. Yeah, like there's like it, there's a whole spectrum. There's a spectrum there on both sides. Oh, there is. It's a whole damn rainbow of fans. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well <laughs> through the ju- prism. I guess we'll jump into the episode thing. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I got kind of a breakdown. There are, there are six okay. um 
six different sections. I think we can run through the characters on this too. This one might get a little confusing because because uh, obviously like Bran and John cross paths and Arya and Rob cross paths. But I think uh, I think for the most part we can kind of talk about each one and their arc and 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 they'll bump into each other and we can go with it. Everybody's seen the episode anyway, so they don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but to start off with the simple storylines, let's start off with Sam. Cool. Um, he has a he has a one short scene. Um, <clears throat> a Harry Potter esque scene. <laughs> oh, the wizard line is that yes, the one? Yes, the wizard. So yeah, he, um, him and Gilly. Uh, he he explains that he knows about the Black Gate, which is the entrance through the wall at uh, I can't remember which tower it is, but um, that Cold Hands takes him to, and and he goes through that like mouth gate in the wall. Um, so he already knows about it because he read a book. So we have, we, we figure out here that he knows how to get through the wall and, uh, I don't know. I yeah. think they're, they're, they're developing the relationship between the two of them, like good slowly and steadily. So the pink mast will actually make sense. Later <laughs> <on. So. laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. he's already got one in those, those leather breeches. Of his. God, yeah, I still have a crush on Gilly. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is, uh, um, is this going to this eliminates cold hands? Was oh, that what people are saying about that? Yeah, people uh, are worried that uh, cold hands won't be in the show anymore because mm. the reason he bumped into Sam, I mean, besides saving his life, um, was to show him the black gate and how he could get through the wall. But uh, since Sam's already knows about it, that eliminates um, the ne- yeah. necessity for Sam and cold hands to meet up. Not necessarily the necessity for. Bran and Cold Hands to meet up, though. Yeah, but Cold Hands could still be there. I mean, maybe we won't see him till next season if they do have him in the show. Mm. Like they could bring him in next season. I think we'll still have him with Bran in 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 uh, this next season or the season after. But um, I don't think he'll be riding the moose or yeah. the elk. <laughs> Just too much money on something that's not really required. It's gonna so. look so ridiculous in this show if this dude comes in riding an elk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's something like Dario probably would have done more like <laughs> to add his bravado. Women. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Gilly's amazed that he can figure that out by reading marks on a page and calls him a wizard, and then uh, and then they look at the wall and uh, yeah, that's pretty much their scene. Yeah, uh, there is a bit of nerd rage that. Uh, <laughs> In this, uh, oh, yeah. this is a bit picky. I don't really care too much about this, but uh, Sam mentions Jahari's the first, mm-hmm. and um, and in season one with Amon, they skipped a generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember so that. So I, I don't quite know how it works out, but apparently the like the first doesn't matter, or it was Jahari's the second, or there was something with the skip generation that they did with Amon earlier that kind of makes Jahari's the first uh, a, a mute point or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they could have had him at yeah, or maybe like they skipped him, but they could be in a different Jahari's or Sam could just remember. I mean, it's not really, yeah, something that important. I think because we are the home of the nitpickers, but it doesn't <laughs> mean that we agree with every nitpick. Exactly. So, so it's so unimportant. Let's move on yeah. to the next character. Uh, let's go to let's go to Daenerys because she doesn't bump into anybody else. So let's talk about this confusing storyline. Okay. Um, so they're young Kai, and Dario has a plan that uh, they're going to just go in the back gate because they know him. Because Dar- Dar- Dario Dar- likes the back door, so <laughs> watch out, Danny. You're going to learn some new sex moves yeah. from Dario. Oh, he used her every way there was, right? So yeah. Well, that was. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a straight quote from the books. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's true. They do it different out there. Um, 
Yeah, so he has this plan. They're gonna they're gonna sneak in the back gate. He's gonna go with him and the two best warriors of Daenerys' army, mm-hmm. which Jorah assumes is himself, um, and and Grey Worm. <laughs> and so <laughs> I know I talked about that in the After Buzz TV show. It was like he just all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I, I'm the best warrior, of course. So I'm gonna go. Well, they um, definitely beefed him up uh, for the show. Like he's better in the show, which is fine. Like they're just throwing off his badass. Um, side. I mean, he is different in the show. He's just more of a, he's like more handsome and more like articulate. Yeah, and he's a he, he seems like an elegant, skilled warrior instead of just kind of being like a brute warrior, which right. I got the impression of. Here's my question for you, actually, and right before the question, I just want to mention that I've heard a few people comparing um, Grey Worm to young, to young Obama, and that got like stuck in my head. Now <laughs> he looks like to a young you. young Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so. Think about that for a bit, but, uh, but think um, about I don't even know how to who, comment on. Who do you that think? Uh, I mean, that's a pretty badass character for for Obama to be compared to. Like he's been compared to worse than that in the past. He is pretty badass. If if Obama could whip around a spear <laughs> like that, yeah. So who do you think is the best fighter out of uh, Baristan, Jorah, um, Grey Worm, and um, Dario? Oh well, we're we'll putting Barristan in that too. I I probably have to go with Barristan. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the thing is his age, and that's where we might get disagreement. But I think Barristan is definitely better than Jorah, for example, or should be, anyways. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a fight between them at some point. I agree. Um, Dario, I mean, Dario's really good, and yeah, Grey Worms certainly showed up some skills. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. And 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 it was funny because the entire this entire scene, I was like, oh well, Barristan should go too, and then. We had a moment where he was like, "I should go too," and I was like, "Yeah, that's right, Barristan." <laughs> and then, and then Jorah was like, "No, your place is by the queen," and uh, and you know, I totally understood that they can't just leave her completely unprotected with, with Masandi protecting her. Um, yeah. I just hope like that was the reasoning or whatever, rather than like the actor can't actually fight, like he's too old for it, because they're going to need him to fight at some point. Yeah, to show off his skills. And they can just do one of those choppy fight edits that I hate so much. Just put his helmet on, so it's like some stunt double. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you can always do. Yeah. That. Very true. <laughs> I think I think that Grey Worm is a pretty good fighter, and I, I I'd be tempted to put him ahead of Dario. I mean, Dario shown on screen. We actually saw him be badass on screen, so we know that he's badass for sure here. Like it's yes. confirmed in the show. Uh, but uh, I think Grey Worm is up there. Like he seems like because he's like he's head of one of the head guys of the yeah. Unsullied. Do you think they picked him to be head of the Unsullied because he was the best warrior? That's a good question. Is it maybe he was better like diplomatically and stuff? But obviously he was a badass on screen. Yeah. But. Uh, it seems like to me that like if the uns- whoever is surviving as an unsullied is at least a decent warrior, right? Because they go through so much, oh, yeah. they weed out the weaker ones. So um, that's an interesting Absolutely. question. That's one of the ones I want to quick question off when we ask listeners who do you think was the best of the four. But mm. uh, All so right. that's that. Um, so you what got that you- written down to yeah. remember? <laughs> yeah, I have written down. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually read a tweet or somewhere that there were uh, someone was like, "Well, it looks like uh, Grey Worm didn't live up to the legend of the unsullied." Like, and what? I was like, "What? Are you kidding me? He was amazing." I know it was good. He's using the spear and the, like uh, shield combo. It was almost Dornish in a way. Like, kind of seemed like kind of Dornish style. Oh, Grey Worm versus Red Viper. Oh, <laughs> badass. So, so anyway, so, so we have this plan that they're going to go in and they're going to um, sneak through the city and open the front gate and let the army in. <clears throat> yep. Right. Okay. Things don't go according to plan. Uh, they go in and they get attacked by a wave of slave soldiers, which um, I thought they were gonna. I don't know what I yeah. thought, but I didn't think they were gonna beat them all, and they yeah. whooped all of them, which was really cool. We had a cool teamwork moment between Jorah and, and Dario. Um, so then they they beat them, and then a second wave comes, and the scene ends. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then later on uh, with Danny, we have um, the moment where Jor returns and they're all bloodied. And she asks about Dario. And we have that moment where, oh, Dario's dead. Oh, no, he's not. He comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the uh, Yunkish flag. And... Um, and she, and he says, what does he say? He says they they understood and they threw down their arms and yeah. the and the wh- what? Well, I think it, it, maybe the, the, the as it shows, lots of a lot of times slave soldiers aren't really motivated to fight for their owners, especially if they're not unsullied, anyways, right? They're just generic slave soldiers. Yeah, so, but uh, what happened? I don't know. I, I think I, I, that second wave was still guys they fought, right? It wasn't like their own guys. It looked like they were fighting them. Correct. I think they were just more of the same youngish yeah. slave soldiers. But yeah. I, I don't understand. Did, did Dario go, hey, everybody, look, there's Grey Worm. He used to be a slave, but now he's free because the freer of slaves is out front. So everybody just throw it on your arms and let's have a big party? Like, what? I suspect that, okay, first of all, like I like that it was the three of them fighting. If one guy takes on too many people, it's not believable. But three or more can because they can fight back to back, right? Fall yeah. That circle. So I, I suspect that they just fought through that second wave, opened the gates, brought the army in. And when it was when that happened... Happened, the guys just gave up because there's no point in fighting the unsullied once they're in the city. So you think that they actually opened the gate and let let yeah. the army in? Brought the unsullied in, and then. The, but, the, but how does Daenerys? But then, so going with your theory, yeah. how does Daenerys not know that her army is already inside attacking the city? She was chilling out with Baristan and like about to get exposition well before they got cut off <laughs> by Dario, which matches the books again. I feel like yeah. somebody would have came in and told yeah. her if that if that had happened. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it's one of those things if you pull on the thread too much, it'll unravel. Like, sort of, I, I, it seems like they were waiting for a while. So I, I think that I think it worked out. They got the gate open and uh, some guys got in. See, I don't think I don't think they did open the gate. I think. Well, you think three guys took over a whole city? Like that would no. Been- what I what I think <laughs> is they somehow talked the slaves into giving up, which is what mm. it sounds like. I I don't find it plausible in the least, but I well, feel like that's what the show writers. Uh, Dario still has his own company, right? Those are some believe. men there. Like, what are they doing? So maybe he links up with his own company, and ha- that's a force. To be used because yeah, still- I, I just don't think anyone ever moved into the city. Yeah, it's one. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not really worth. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's going to bother most people. <laughs> what? <laughs> it bothers me like crazy. <laughs> I, the, yeah. Did Dario seduce all the slaves? And he's like, hey, hey, I guess they're all guys. Uh, hey, guys. Okay, uh, I mean, I, I haven't. Uh, I don't, that particular scene, I, I haven't really rewatched months. So, like, what is it he says exactly? Let's see. Yeah, he he says, it's just said, as you said. It was just as you said. They did not believe until it was too late. Uh, their slave soldiers threw down their spears and surrendered. I think he means like the, the the rulers of the cities did not believe this is possible, like that could happen. And then mm. sl- slave people threw down the spears and surrendered. When he says the slave people, you mean you think he means the slavers? I mean, the- you mean the slavers did not believe that this was going to happen until it was too late. That's and then he switched, and then the, then the slave army threw that. Like so, it's, he's distinguishing between the two groups. And then she's like, yeah. and where's Dario? Oh, so, God, she has the and, biggest and he, crush. And he's like, Jorah oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, I mean, in the show, Jorah is actually comparable to Dario. Whereas in the books, like, Dario is more handsome, right? Like, the, they, they've definitely, you agree that Jorah in the show is not Jorah in the books in terms of looks. So he's, like, not that far off, but he's still no, not a Dario. Jorah in the show is much more handsome than the one in the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you just say Dario in the show is better looking than Jorah in the show? 
I'm saying that they're much closer in comparison, right? Oh, okay, like, yes. They're both I mean, good. we need the ladies here to help give the final word. <laughs> I know. I can say yeah. dude's good-looking. They're both good-looking yeah. dudes. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's a lot of people, like, I mean, comic book girl, a lot of, a lot of girls like Jorah. Like, they're really going for him, so. Yeah, I mean, his yeah. voice. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, Dario's definitely get, hitting all the right buttons with Danny, though. Like, like you can see the connection. Oh, yeah, she there, is. Like, guiding her hand is. and stuff, which is always good, the incidental contact. <laughs> incidental? He was just like, give me that hand. Lady. I know. And like Jorah was not happy. Style. And you could see it. I think Jorah and Barristan had a little look at each other, and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, that ba- not that Barristan is jealous, but just like, oh, we got to watch out for this Dario no, guy. Jorah and Barristan only have googly eyes for each other. So it's like... <laughs> Like, so we, when is when take, is Barristan going to reveal that Jorah's a spy? Mm, that's that's still a good question. I think that maybe they haven't. They're like, we'll just deal with that next season and like come up with a reason to do okay. it, or, or maybe they'll do it in, in episode ten. So, but it seems a little early to just to get rid of Jorah. Mm. Right? So it's probably some, just they'll just to come up with a reason. Yeah. Next time, maybe even Dario will reveal it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm Dario. I know. I know these things. I am the best whistler in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I love I love how full of himself he is. He's just like I am a very good whistler, <laughs> <laughs> and he was. Uh, kudos. Yeah, to it him. was good, and it was pretty fast too. It's just like suddenly he's taking out the two guards. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, they need to do that. That's kind of like he, to make him the kind of guy that would catch Danny's eye. So. Yeah, she definitely want likes the confident dudes there. Yeah. Um. So moving on, let's get back to Westeros and 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 the four big arcs. I felt like this this yeah. episode. Um. Let's start off with John, and this is going to bump into Bran at some point, so mm. it's going to get crazy. But let's do it. Um. So John starts off. They are hiding behind a wall, and they're looking at a uh, horse, uh, razor of horses. Yeah. How the hell do you call somebody who who raises horse, horses? Like a horse breeder, I think they said, right? Or horse, trader, horse breeder, horse farmer. Yeah, so they're looking at him, and um, <clears throat> the uh, the wildlings are all confused how no one steals the horses. Yeah. <laughs> um, they decide they're going to attack and kill him because anybody who sees wildlings might be able to warn the wall. I'm guessing. Yeah. And John tries to convince them not to kill them; that the wall will only send a small amount if they steal a horse, but a large amount of people if they murder somebody. Yeah. Which all falls into Tormund's plan because they are wildlings and they're better at fighting in the open. Yeah. So bring everybody out. Let's kill them out in the open. I thought the uh, charge was kind of dumb. Like, it's like, first of all, it, it kind of alerted them that they were coming and the horses started going like, and do you really need to charge one man? They could have just sent a couple of people walking probably and he wouldn't have known until it was too late. <laughs> they would just showed up and just stabbed him. But they like well, charging. Well, they, they got nervous because <laughs> John um, clinked his sword against a rock as they were running. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I missed it. My trying to warn them, but maybe just the yes. charge was kind of dumb. I mean, it's. I guess it's fun to see them running. Well, it's like, how I, many I wildlings mean, does it take to take out an old man? <laughs> yeah, it seems dumb, but I feel like his house was in the middle of a field, and either you slowly creep up and you just send like Tormund and John in with like the hoods on. Like, how did they know they're wildlings? Just go up to the door and kill him. Like, how <laughs> long has it been since that dude's seen anybody? It could he be sees anyone John, coming at his house. It could be the clutch. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, how are you yeah. supposed to know that they're wildlings, right? Like, <laughs> well, if they're in anything other than black which everybody but john is um he's uh, gonna know I, I they're not it's just 
poor writing, but whatever. It's not, it's not important. It didn't, I disagree. It's I not disagree. one of the things that affected my rating. I didn't even notice it until I'm watching it right now. I'm like, wait a minute, that's dumb. Yeah, but, well, I, I disagree. I think they needed to get there as quick as possible, and just running head first is the best With, idea. like, 20 of them? Like, it's like, it's like the worst situation. He looks like he's like, oh, shit. Well, you might as well. I mean, if you're going to send one person running at a random house, you might as one, well. One, one versus 20 is a big difference, and one is enough to kill the guy. He could be like a messenger. No, I, I, but, 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 but what's, what's the difference if the guy looks out his window and sees one guy running as fast as he can at his house compared yeah. to 50 guys running? It's it, a big dude's going to want to get huge, away. It's a huge difference. He doesn't know the guy's hostile, and like it's just one guy versus 20, like a horse. Okay, let me ask you, Amin. Let me ask you. If you were chilling in your house. Yeah. And you looked out the window, and there was a very ragged-looking man running, yeah. running as fast as he can with a are, sword. Okay, are you saying they're ragged? They're no more ragged-looking than like half the watch. Like if you look okay. at them, they're all- you, you see a man that is not dressed in all black, and therefore yeah. not your friend, running at your house full speed yeah. with a sword in his hand. Are you going to be like, oh well, it's only one guy. At least it's not fifty. I think that I w- that would make a difference in what I would, I, uh, how fast I ran, or what I did, or how would I think. Yeah, I think it would. Really? And especially his sword could be in the scabbard; it doesn't have to be in his hand, and he doesn't even have to run. I just, I just, I just think that you're defending. It's not worth arguing. We've already. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know if you think the charge was dumb or not. But. <laughs> oh, I love arguing with you, Amin. Yeah, but it um, seems like this is not even like we're the only two people in the world <laughs> arguing about this like particular. So anyway, so the dude sees him coming. John, John clinks his sword against a rock to warn him yeah. uh, or to freak out the horses. The horses freak out. The dude jumps on a horse. He gets away. Yeah. Um, he gets away because John stops Egret from shooting him. Mm. Um, and he and he takes off, and he makes it to um, a tower, which I'm assuming is Queen's Crown. Mm. Um, and he is pursued and 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 um, by the wildlings, and he's caught there. Do you think and, that uh, uh, Ygrat missed the shot on purpose after John told her like to not shoot? Like, or do you think she just missed it? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Was she like? Oh. She's a pretty good shot, right? Maybe that kind of affected her, or maybe subconsciously affected her when he was like, "Don't do that." Hmm. Initially, I got the feeling that she missed because he he stopped her, um, not because she had some sort of inner turmoil. She lost time, like the, like, what, like she had a better t- chance of, like because she stopped and then went got in, like she lost that second or two, so that affected it. But the guy was still pretty close. Yeah. So. Um. Um. So uh, so he gets away, and yep. um, they end up catching up with him and slaughtering his horse, which seems strange because that's what they want. Well, they got to uh, stop him, right, to get get him off the horse. Yeah, they must have shot the horse with an arrow to get him yeah. off, and then they had to kill the horse. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they, um, they've got him captured, and they're going to kill him, and they decide to let John kill him. Mm. And uh, John can't do it, and this is the big turn. He's still a crow. Yeah. Um, so a fight ensues, and uh, at first it seems like – uh, are, are him him and Agret are going to fight back to back? Yeah. Um, and then he pushes her down and pieces out, and um, relationship over. <laughs> Let's just be <laughs> friends. Yeah. Let's <laughs> be. <laughs> um, oh man, the look on her face. Oh yeah, that was one of the best off. moments in the whole episode. I mean, that look. Oh uh, God. The trade look. I mean, here's a few questions here. Uh, why did John knock her back? Like, maybe partly he's trying to protect her, partly he didn't fully trust her. You can't risk trusting her, right? Yeah. So it's both. I think it's kind of a mix of both, right? I agree. I agree. A mix of both. And then Tormund holds her back. And this is part of my new theory that Tormund is Ygritte's dad. 
So <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. So for, first of all, they kind of look similar, and they have the hairs close enough. And two, like, why is he so caring about her and trying to like involve? Like, he could have gone and fought John. I mean, part of it is they need to keep Tormund alive, I guess. But second, he just kind of like pulled her away, and he's like, it's not worth dying for him and stuff. So here's my new theory that that he's that he's is Ygritte's dad, or at least related to her. So, <laughs> which part? And then some people were like, "Wait, wait a minute!" He was giving John sex advice, but I mean, like that doesn't necessarily conflict. That can even support the theory because he's just he's liberal wilding, and he wants his daughter to get the best situation. So yeah, he wants yeah. his daughter to have good sex. Yeah, yeah, it's just that that's good. That's like a plus for Tormund, like right? <laughs> <laughs> so freaks me out. <laughs> I have a question for you yeah. then to fit into this. How yeah. old is Egret supposed to be? Uh, how old is John? Is the question. They're both pretty young, well, right? John's like what, eighteen in yeah. this show? Yeah, about that. And I think he read was about nineteen or something. So that would fit. That would fit Tormund, especially if Tormund was doing it early when he was young, right? So. Well, I mean, is Egret supposed to be nineteen as well? Egret is not that old. They're pretty similar in age. She might be slightly older than John, but uh, she's pretty young. Okay. Yeah, she's not like huh. ten years older than him or something. Yeah, because uh, I'm just thinking, how old is Rose Leslie? I don't know, but it, I mean, I, I, age-wise, yeah, it, it, seems, it seems to fit. Okay, it would fit. So, well, that, that's, that's kind of crazy. I have no, I have no facts to support or debunk that theory. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things we're going to ask the listeners when we when we call them in. Do you think <laughs> Tormund's related to Ygritte? That's my I coined that theory, and it's going to spread from here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess you said we're going to overlap with brand stuff going on. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about um, uh, also with John before we get into sure. the wolves and the crossover. Uh, he also, in, in amidst this fight, he kills Orel. He runs Orel through, and Orel, uh, for his last um, last moment, wargs into the the eagle. Yeah, or is it a hawk? Oh, uh, it's a good question. It kind of looked like an eagle when I was seeing it. All right, he he wargs into that into bird. the bird of prey. So. <laughs> And uh, comes down, and we have a moment that a lot of people laughed at because I guess it looked very muppet, muppety. But um, it I, I thought that was awesome, and so I was like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah. So I agree. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was pretty well done. I think it could a lot looked a lot cheesier, um, but it, I thought it looked really good. As soon as he walked into the bird, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute!" Yeah, scratched <laughs> his face. That was great showing how a guy can go into the animal upon death to survive. Like that was really good showing. So answer. So so riddle me this. I mean. Did he go into the bird because he was about to die, or did he go into the bird because he died? Um, I don't even see that much of a difference there. I mean, like, he always had the ability to go into the bird, but I think he went in because, yeah, he was about to die. He just got stabbed. And that, okay. that, that was his escape route to go into well, the bird. The, the difference would be uh, if it was his doing, like, his intentional purpose to be like, I'm about to die. Let me put my conscience into this bird, mm. as opposed to when a warg dies, their conscience goes into a an animal that is yeah. close by. I don't know if it's like a hundred percent that it happens every time. It seems like it, it happens for sure. If you want to do it, it happens accidentally. If you're a strong warg, maybe mm-hmm. or, or, or like I mean, warg is in relation to the wolf. They have that connection. Skin changer, I guess, is whatever. Like that's what he did. He skin changed into the bird. Mm. But uh, I, I think I think that that was intentional and meant to show like as an example of somebody going into an animal upon death. I think I think so too. That was intentionally put there. I agree. That was good. Like I like like that being shown. Like, it was so close in time too. It really showed like, ooh, he's dying. Bop, he popped into the animal. Like just, it was good. Yeah, it, it was, was really cool. cool. Um, we also do not get uh, a grit shooting an arrow into John's leg. That's mm. away. I mean, well, she well she was willing to fight with him at that second. I guess didn't have time yet to fully switch. Yeah. To uh, that. I mean, like people were debating whether that happened. I feel like she did at least shoot shoot at him in the books. 
Yeah. So I uh, I forgot that happened, but a lot of people were bummed about that. It seemed on social media. Well, it looks like they might still have some interact. Do you think Yvette's going to survive to the next season? It seems that she might be. Um, I've heard rumors that uh, she will, yeah she will be around till the beginning of next season, um, but I don't know if that's true or not. Um, personally, I'd like to see the ending of the season be. Uh, um, they arrive and there's kind of a scuffle and there's a fight and everything and they, and they end up you know killing them all, breaking the stairs and everything. Mm. And then I'd love the final moment of of next episode to be John John Caesar dead and he goes up to the top of the wall and he looks out and there's just Mance's army just mm. approaching the wall. Now, think, think of that, think of my theory with with Tormund being related to to Ygritte and how much more that's going to mean if if Tormund still survives. It'll make it even sadder when when they meet each other and they hear about Ygritte's oh jeez death, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be such yeah. a such a, like a out of nowhere moment where Tormund's like, "You killed Ygritte. Guess what? She was my daughter." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like, uh, but I mean, but he he he, ob- he obviously cares for her. I'm just saying, if they're related, maybe not necessarily daughter, but like you know, niece or like some sort of blood relation mm. might be there they should take advantage of that given the way the fact that they do look kind of similar i think their hair is close enough okay. they could be related there you go yeah kissed by fire family yeah um so john is helped in this fight by a uh, a couple wolves mm. because bran is nearby uh we have bran's intersection story with this and so uh bran and company uh in their travels come across queen's crown as well and they hide out in it during the storm. Mm-hmm. And while they're hiding out into it, that's when John and uh, the Wildlings arrive to kill the horse breeder. Um, so we have this intersection going on. So let's let's, uh, let's talk about Bran here. I thought it was cool that they were re- like right outside. It was so close. Um, I thought that was cool, the way they, yeah. they did it. Um, it's right there. And then Hodor went goes crazy. Hodor does not like storms. Yeah. <laughs> Which matches what he was in the books. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's having flashbacks to when he was young. It was a stormy night when Walder came into his room. So. <laughs> no, no, not when when Hodor came into oh, Hodor. his room. Oh, Hodor. Hodor Frey, you mean? Yeah, Hodor Frey came into yeah. his room and said, say my name. Uh, so, so Bran was harging into Hodor, right? Harging is the term. He was har- harging into Hodor. I like um, it. I don't know. I, I, I was talking to some people about whether like there's a taboo for this. Like I think there is in the books to do that sort of thing. Jojen doesn't seem like he cares a bit. Old Spice Jojen is the type of guy that wouldn't care about Old that. I think. Old Spice Jojen. It's just like you do what you gotta do. I yeah, think jo- so. That matches the Jojen that they have here. Yeah, Jojen <laughs> seems more impressed than freaked out. Yeah. Um, but we do learn that uh, warging into a person is something no one else can do. Yeah, that was a good good mention there. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, I, like that we know of, anyways. I mean, I think Varamir was seemed to have the ability, but it was like really tough to do. Mm. Or I mean, the, the taboo was part of it, right? Maybe other people had the ability in the past, but it was frowned upon. To yeah, do that. that's just gross. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so. incredible power, right? If you actually can perfect that, that's an incredible power to use. Oh yeah. I mean, so. if you can go into the minds, if you can take control of other people, yeah. you could. Oh, the the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Take control of a king and boom, war's on or, or somebody's. I mean, like that's again related to again the question of whether can can you can take care of a dragon, which seems to be pretty powerful and close to human in terms of like I don't know resistance. 
Mm. Like that's that, there's a whole debate on that whether dragons can be. I and mean, George smartly hasn't answered it because it would give away too much. Yeah, he said that, but like that's one of the reasons people think that maybe the Targaryens didn't, or I mean the the Valyrians didn't come over earlier. They were scared of like losing the dragons. Oh, interesting. Wars, until like the warriors were killed off, basically in the south. That's one of the ideas of why they didn't make it part of their empire. Wow. So, I mean, that's pretty but, cool. But let's say like you, you can't work dragons for some reason. It doesn't matter. If you can work people, you can work Danny. <laughs> Just take her over. Like It doesn't really matter. And if you can work people, then you think you can work dragons. So it's like kind of... I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that has a special term. It's not warging. It's just like whatever mm. people arguing or whatever the term is. I, I love saying warging. It just has a nicer ring to it. Yeah, Morgan does have a nice ring to it. Game changing. I don't think you'd be able to like if Danny was a dragon. Uh, Danny is a dragon yeah. rider. Uh, if like say Bran took over Danny. Yeah. I feel like because the dragons are so linked to magic, mm. I feel like the dragons would not um, follow a possessed Daenerys. True, but they would just go rampage then. Like it would just <laughs> it just at least get rid of, get rid of or get rid of them or maybe they leave or yeah. something would happen. You could you, you could kill the guys ru- running them. Which is good enough to like prevent them from coming over or dealing with you. So it's it. Bran is going on a powerful route here. He can do this. He is. Stuff. Yeah. And I like how everybody else seems to be freaked out. Like Mira was like, "Oh God, what? No!" <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. The whole but, eye thing was a nice addition. I, like it, it's kind of creepy. Seeing seeing that I don't know how they're just doing it on the computer. Or something, but it looks really freaky when their eyes go white. Oh, I'm imagining they're using white contacts and they're just yeah. uh, editing it really. Editing quick. it like that, yeah. It's just, it's but, interesting. Uh, yeah, it certainly is creepy and um, is a nice because <laughs> has his, have his eyes turned white before? I know Orel's have, but I'm trying to remember when Brands have. I feel like he was sleeping a lot of the time, so it didn't matter. Like, yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it was a night. It was nice to see that because that's a a comparison. Because mm-hmm. immediately after. Um, he wargs into Hodor, we get Orel's eyes turn white, and he wargs into the bird. Yeah. Uh, so it was definitely a nice uh, nice comparison. Like somebody on Twitter was like, uh, is anybody concerned that Hodor hasn't moved for a while? Like, <laughs> 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 he's, just, he's just like... He's just out. He's just he's out. done. He's done. <laughs> so so yeah. wait, to, so Brand goes into Hodor and then puts him to sleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Hopefully not permanently. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess he can do whatever he wants in the mind, not just take control of the mind. Yeah, this puts him to sleep. Um, it's like a, which, it's which like is episode, even more powerful. It's that episode when like Data connects to the Borg and he puts him to sleep. Oh, like, sleep! Yeah. Sleep. So once you're in there, you can put him to sleep. He's so tired; he just needs to sleep. No, Doctor, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> or at least you could keep him quiet. But I mean, it just was convenient to knock him out. I guess. Yeah. It still, again, is incredible power. I mean, like, Hodor is the easiest one to go to go into because he's not like full capacity. Uh, yeah, he is definitely his uh, his mind is rather simple. Yeah, but as so. a starting point, right? Oh, absolutely. And and we get uh, as this scene continues, Jojen says, uh, "We'll go into one of the wolves, go into summer, and help John." Mm. And uh, we get this moment where Bran's like, "Well, I, I don't know how to do that." And Jojen's like, "You have you can do it whenever you want. Just do it." And uh, so Bran is really starting to uh, believe in himself and see that he has control over the powers. They don't have control over him. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and so he, 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 he thinks about it, he thinks about it, and eventually he wargs into Summer outside and helps John out with the fight. 
Um, my question is, how does John not go, hey, it's Summer and Shaggy Dog. My brothers must be around. Well, he didn't really have time to do and We don't have his internal monologue, one, and we don't have time to, to see it, too. But it might be relevant later. He might think about that. Yeah, like very true. He had to get the F out of there. But doesn't he actually think – I think he thinks about that later on in the books. He's like, oh, maybe Bran survived inside the wolf like the same way – like. Oh, oh! Is that what happened in the yeah. books? He saw the wolves, but he yeah. thought Brandon and Rickon were dead, so like he didn't. A piece of them survived in the wolves. I think he. I think he thinks about that. Yeah. Oh, that that's interesting. Because has he gotten word about? I'm, I mean, I'm no, because Sam he... doesn't tell him. And in fact, in the chapters in Dance of Dragons that like matches the one I think in Feast for Crows, like there's there's a chapter that reflects it, right? It's like the the chapter that's repeated. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Jo- John and Sam are talking, and then like John's like, it seems like Sam wanted to say something, but he didn't. And then in the <laughs> chapter, it's like, oh, sorry, John, I made an oath. I can't tell you. Mm. So it's like he doesn't but tell him. But in the in the show, John doesn't know that Winterfell burned and Bran and Rickoner. I think he's going to find out about that. Yeah, I guess he'll hear about that. Uh, I, I think he's going to like, if I, as far as I remember, he hasn't heard about that yet because he's been north of the wall. Yeah. So at this point, he should be like. Oh, Brandon Rickon must be around at the Wolves area, yeah. but or does does he recognize them enough? How much time did he? spend I think he with doesn't have time to think about this man. He yeah. just had a huge fight. He just lost his girlfriend. He, and so, <laughs> I agree. I agree. He was he had other things to concern, but at the same time, it's like if he knew his brothers were around, what a douche to just leave them there with the wildlings. No, I don't think it, it was just didn't register. And I mean, like he had all those wolves. I mean, they looked like the wildlings were broken. Anyways, I, yeah, I had a moment where when Summer stepped up, Summer was so white. Yeah. I had a moment where I was like, Ghost is here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I actually said it in the Afterbuzz uh, thing where I was like, oh, well, we've Let's got Ghost. Again, we've yeah. got Ghost, Summer, and Shaggy Dog all there at the same time. Um, and I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because Ghost is with Sam, sort of. Um, and yeah, it kind of weirded me out. But I guess that I guess Summer is just a very light. Which uh, makes sense, like in terms of. Uh, I'm trying to see, like, there's a picture of Summer here. Yeah. I could have sworn he was. I could His eyes are not red, though, right? Darker not, earlier dark in the eyes. show. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he maybe was a little bit darker than that, but I mean, it's still different from Ghost, you can see from yeah. here. Doesn't I thought, uh, are we going to. So, yeah, we talked about Ygrette's, like, last glance, which was awesome. Like, one of the I, yeah. best. Uh, great acting, great, great shot. Um, Good we're going to talk about the goodbye scene then for Bran. We're going to do that. For Rickon, yes. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so Osha wants absolutely nothing to do with the other side of the wall. So Bran, I think in a very um, in a very nice moment, he's like, "You don't have to come with us. Like, mm. take Rickon and and go to the Umbers, and um, and do your thing. But I've got to do what I've got to do, and I don't want to force you to have to follow me where you don't want to go." Um, I thought that was a very lordly thing for him to yeah, do. Yeah, definitely, um, he's becoming more lordly over time here. Both like the last couple episodes and. Like he's just become more comfortable, like ordering people around, but in a good way. You know, he, sometimes yeah. you have to take command, and he just sends them away. And it, I found this scene particularly touching. And we'll talk about the red wedding later. But at least in my first viewing, I found this scene more touching than the red wedding. Like the goodbye. I don't know why I did, but I found it more touching. Like affected well, me more. Well, Rickon really stepped up with more yeah. lines than he's ever had before, and uh, really delivered in yeah. this scene. It was it was beautiful. He's he's like uh, you're my brother, and what does he say? It's my job to protect you. Yeah, yeah. It was touching. It was. Um, I agree. Uh, I, I thought it was a beautiful moment between the two, and uh, yeah, I think they really knocked it out of the park with this one. The child acting has been very good in the, in the whole entire series, generally. So yeah, kudos to that because that's not always an easy thing to do, oh. but. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's good, and I, I love the bond we see between. Um, Osha and Rickon. There's a scene uh, with them a little bit earlier where um, 
where Rickon's talking about wildlings, and he goes, "Yeah, and they and they they cut you up and they make you drink your own blood." <laughs> and Osha kind of looks at him like, "Not exactly, but I like you, kid." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, I think there's an old Nan reference there too. Like it's like well, that's what old Nan said. I think he says that. Oh yeah. I think I heard old Nan, which is cool. I like I think that. So. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, at that point, I really saw this bond, uh, even though it was very small, but I saw this bond between the two of them. And then I didn't realize that this this same episode, they were going to head off. I guess and, we need to talk about, like, uh, where they're going. They're going to the Umbers, but we know that they're going to ultimately go to Skagos. I think that that's, uh, it actually fits because they're going the right direction, right? So, is it? I haven't, I haven't looked at a map. Is... Is the Umbers in... They're pretty close to the Skagos, yeah. It's the right direction. Okay. The last hearth. So, I mean, either they're going to change direction at some point, or they're being a little bit deceptive, just in case they, like, get captured. Um, yeah. So, it's the right direction. I mean, mentioning Skagos right now is going to mean nothing to people, and it doesn't need to be mentioned. They should have said, you need to go to Skag- Skagos, where our great-grandfather was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those mentions that it doesn't need to be mentioned right now. Like they could be yep. heading there and then like realize it's dangerous to go there, or they they meet somebody, tell something, they decide like this. It's fine. It's yeah. Good. They go in the right direction. They didn't say like you got to go to to like Dorn or something. Like they <laughs> not fit it. So nice. So uh, so yeah, I think that's it for Bran, right? I think so. That's all I have to say on him. All right. So good well, stuff. then let's move on to another Stark child. Uh, let's go to Arya okay. and uh, her little journey with the Hound. So it starts off, they uh, come across a broken down pig farmer and his wagon. Yeah. And uh, and then later on, uh, make it to the twins. And so, so yeah, we have this, uh, what I found to be pretty funny scene yeah. uh, with the pig farmer where... Um, the hound is going to kill him and take the yeah. wagon so they can impersonate uh, a pig a pig farmer arriving at the wedding feast. Now, um, I don't remember were... like uh, whether he kills the guy in the books or not. Um, maybe he does. It seemed a little bit weird. Like I mean, I guess it's just they're making the hound super harsh here. But it seemed like something the hound wouldn't do when they were so careful about trying to show like he's done bad things, but like they've been quote justified or under the law just to kill like a random farmer. It seemed a bit much. I mean, the Hound definitely has the ability to do so, to do that. But uh, it was a little bit surprising for me anyway, so I saw it was going to happen. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think anything of it. I was just like, oh, it's the Hound. He's just going to murder yeah. everybody. Well, the Hound loves killing. He definitely loves killing. And I'm no. Just, yeah, like, <laughs> it, 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 but it just it may be my own interpretation of the character being off here, but it seemed odd that he would just murder somebody. Because there's, there's times in the books where he like goes with guys and they're pissing them off, but he doesn't actually kill them. Like hmm. these guys are like, oh, we don't want you here. You're the hound. He's like, eh, but he doesn't he doesn't kill them. Whereas I feel this hound would just like chop their head off <laughs> for, for giving him a shit. Like, uh, interesting. I mean, but the show is just being dark. I mean, even with Jamie saying like, oh, we needed to kill that, that farmer in the woods. It seems like you gotta kill guys like uh, as part of like the survival sort of hmm. theme. So that was in touch with that. And the hound saying, well, dead men don't talk. Dead mice don't talk or whatever. Um, so it's not really a complaint. I just just a mention. Like it's worth mentioning that. It, it struck me as odd. I mean, maybe he did that in the books as well. Maybe he killed right. the farmer. I, I don't remember. Interesting. So and maybe my, my interpretation is off the character. I don't even so remember the part where they bumped into a farmer. In yeah, the I think they steal some. They steal a wagon or steal something for somebody, but I don't remember if they uh, cut him down or not. Interesting. Well, thankfully, the farmer has Arya to stop yeah. the hound yeah. um, and knock him out a second yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. It's not, they have a good good uh, interaction there. Arya, it's showing Arya still like 
I mean, maybe maybe it's the, with the wedding that's especially going to turn her the other way because later on we know that she would have been willing to kill this guy if it, if it fit, fit her because remember like later in the book she goes to like barter for horses or something and then she think basically like the woman's trying to cheat her and she's like well if, if we were alone I'd slit throat and be over with it, like but I can't because I'm like <laughs> so she becomes more like sociopathic or like uncaring or like amoral later on but this is pre-wedding right I think the yes. wedding might be a key switch in her personality. Um, Jesus. Yeah, she needs to lose a couple more family yeah. members before she... She just gets to the point where she doesn't care. She starts thinking, like, well, I'll kill these people. I can't because, like, I'm caught. Like, she just starts to not care. Yeah, exactly. She's like, like, everybody's going to die. Everything. Yeah. Life is death. Let's just yeah. murder everyone. Um, but it's a funny interaction. I, I yeah. love these two together. Um, mm. They're just so damn... They're such a funny duo. I just want to see the adventures of... I've always liked this combo. This has been one of my favorite combos in the books, too. Like, uh, I've said it for years, like the hound and his deputy kind of situation, <laughs> like in the Wild West. Except they're, like, not quite with the law <laughs> here. But, I mean, there's a lot worse out there, as the hound said, and they'll be dealing with them yeah. at some point. Um, so, a- as their adventures continue, we have a moment where they're just out of reach of the twins, and Arya can see them. And... Um, I found this particular scene heartbreaking mm. myself. Uh, it's just, oh, she's so close, and they're right there. And if she had x-ray vision, she could see her family right now. Mm. And it's just, um, oh, it was so heartbreaking. I just wanted her, I just wanted to say, just run. Just run there now. Like, don't stop. Um, but uh, we had this beautiful moment where uh, they, uh, the two of them talk about fear mm. and how uh, Arya just kind of slaps the hound in the face with, you're afraid of fire. This is what happened to you. And uh, the hound is like, you're afraid <laughs> of, you're g- this is actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I thought, uh, once again, just beautiful between the two. And then Arya says to the hound at the very end uh, that she's going to run a sword through his eye one day. <laughs> And I just want the whole the hound to be like you know high five props like respect. I think he's he's kind of impressed that she's going toe to toe with him without fear I think yeah. he's, he's starting to and he'll see that later when she's willing to kill people mm. like um so and the hound was like stuffing his face with a with a what is that pig feet or something that he was yeah eating? it was, it was yeah. something gross it looked yeah. like pig cauliflower yeah and they had like a pig head in the background I mean this must have been a tough show for some people to. <laughs> it's funny. Some people take like animal brutality hits them worse. Well, especially with the with the wolf death, which we'll get to, than the people, right? Because the animals like don't know what's coming. Have, to them. Yeah. How many animal deaths did we have? Yeah. We had the horse. Yeah. We got the pig getting eaten. Yeah. We got the wolf. We got. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, sh- want to just continue on with Arya? Yeah, let's and her last scene. So sure. she. Uh, so Arya arrives, as we all know, just too late. Mm. To um to the twins, they arrive. The doors are already shut for the massacre, and uh, they do not let the hound in. Um, and Arya here, Arya escapes off of the wagon, and runs over and runs into um, Grey Wind, or a caged Grey Wind, and watches him get slaughtered. And uh, then eventually, the hound captures her again and takes her off. But um. Yeah, we have this. We have the almost oh so close moment, but uh, I'm I'm glad they arrived late rather than early, because then she just would have been dead too. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, that, that, exactly. Like she actually got there, she would have just been killed. So like, I just found the. I guess we're talking about the scene with the wolf getting killed off, Grey Wind. Yeah. Like that was think- tough to watch. It was tough for Grey Wind, and but it's like I think everybody thought that she was going to open that door. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. I thought she was going to get it open, and he was going to kill a couple people, and then yeah. he was going to get taken out. But 
Yeah. Oh, was, it didn't happen. No, this is like, why it didn't happen? Is it just they were out of money, maybe? Like, they couldn't show it, or was it... Well, yeah, I think organizing yeah. a uh, all-out wolf battle is a very difficult thing to pull off. Because yeah. you're going to have to CG it. Um, and well, they don't have to show all of it, though. They can show him jumping out, killing a guy, pan away, pan back, he's dead, but there's like 15 dead guys mm. or, around him. I don't know. Just getting him to jump out on cue and do all yeah. that. I mean, the only part I was like, when, when she was going to open the door, I was like, yeah, I hope she rec- he recognizes his Ari and doesn't like bite her head off. I was like, think of that. It's like, it's come on, it's Stark and Stark. They'll there get, was no yeah. moment of recognition, huh? Between like, there was no there was, like. Well, there was when he was dying. He could see her, right? I think he recognized her. Like, uh, do you think he was looking? I think those are just dead eyes looking out. I think it was meant to show that they recognize each other. Like, I mean, she obviously knew who he was, but just like the wolf's like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's the whole theory about Rob warging into this wolf. Uh, upon death, which I think in the books is actually quite a reasonable theory, uh, that Rob, when Rob died, he went into Grey Wind and then died again. <laughs> oh, did did Rob die before Grey Wind died? In in the books, yeah. Like okay. in the books, it seems like he he, he might have slipped into Grey Wind. He even says Grey Wind. It will it, it would be a nice little foreshadow of like what happened to John to mm. like slip into Grey Wind and then like die. I mean, like they're like he would die anyways, but it's just foreshadowing of that. And then again, as I said, like the the phrase always talk about like, oh, Rob War became a wolf and blah, blah blah, all this bullshit. But it'd be nice if there was a little element of truth within all the lies. It'd be kind of Martin S to do that. Um, Interesting. So, but in the show, the, or, the the order is not going there. I mean, it, it is possible, though. I mean, it depends like how, how much of a warg was Rob willingly, and how much was it like incidental? Because I mean, he doesn't have to be at the moment of death. He could have got a glimpse from the wolf, and then like went back to himself. Like he doesn't have to be like right at the moment of death. So that would still fit the timeline. But the timeline seems to be off for that theory mm. to fit. But it doesn't matter because it's one of those theories that they probably don't even know about when they're writing the show or didn't yeah. care. So. <laughs> they didn't talk to you yeah. first. They weren't listening to the podcast Vice for Fire. If they listened, then maybe they would have used that. Can you imagine all the crazy yeah. shit they'd put in the show if they were fans of us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be feathered hats everywhere and yeah. blood oranges all over the place. Well, every, I think that, every brothel remember, remember we talked about Stannis and his wife, his wife being like okay with what was going on? Yep. That, that's from us. I think they got it from us. So. Oh, okay. I yeah. agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Um, okay. So, uh, so then we have this. We have uh, the Hound knocking out Arya and taking off. And a lot of people are disappointed in this because a lot of people in the books saw this as a cliffhanger, as uh, the Hound took an axe to Arya's head and killed her. And that's really hard it, to show on the show, though. Like as a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. Like if you actually use an axe, yeah. It's, it's like it's, you kind of would see it's the blunt side of the axe. Yeah. Agreed. It, it doesn't work so well in a visual yeah. medium. But um, this was a moment in the books where I never, like reading the chapter, I never went, oh, Arya's dead. I just mm. I just went, oh, he knocked her out and took her out of there. Uh, so for me, I had absolutely no problem whatsoever with how they did yeah. it. In the and also, I mean, like, even if it was like Cliffhanger, it would have been a bit much with everybody else dead to kill Arya, to, to quote, kill her there. Like, it would have really disappointed God, people, it would have been like so. book readers. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they kind of need Arya. As like, uh, some people are like, yeah, Arya is going to get revenge. Like They're already thinking about that. But if she's like dead, they're like, oh, <laughs> who's going to get revenge for this? <laughs> so uh, so this is, a, this, is a non, this is a non-issue. But the Hound just picks her up and walks out. And everybody – I know everybody's busy killing and getting killed. But yeah. this is giant night. Just walking yeah. away. It's like, oh. You just um, gotta, it's like one of those, like a boss moments. Like, you have to just walk with authority and not care, and then no one's gonna bother you. Like, it's like, like you're you part, belong. like you belong. Yeah. Because you've got somebody draped over your shoulder. It could be like, I've captured this person, or like, whatever. Like, it's just, it's, 
he wasn't wearing star colors or anything. So yeah, somebody probably thinks he's making yeah. off with one of Waldo's yeah. granddaughters. Although, although I, I do hope that in next episode there is some sort of fight. Maybe they get stopped and the Hound has to cut through a bunch of them, like at the edge mm. or something. That'd be cool. Maybe they overlap with the Blackfish, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I think we're done with Arya, right? Yeah. Let's. I guess we're gonna just do the full Red Wedding then. So let's move on to Rob and Cat. Yeah. Um. Their all their whole jazz begins in the uh, the the war room as their mm-hmm. as Rob asks Catelyn <coughs> as asked his mother for military <laughs> advice. Yeah, and she doesn't give very good one. She she kind of highlights the dangers of going west. Uh, but then is like, yeah, just get revenge. Whatever. Yeah. Well, here's the here's what I took out of it. Yeah. Um. It it, it, all, it it was her decision. Mm-hmm. Like Rob kind of made it her decision whether or not to go to the phrase, go to the twins. And so when she comes back as Stoneheart, she's going to have that that guilt. Well, I think it, they were kind of set to go to the phrase anyways, though, because if, if they actually went with the northern plan, which I don't know, like maybe they weren't, but like the north plan needed the phrase too, kind of pacified. Yeah. Well, it certainly sounded like. I mean, us as viewers, it certainly seemed like okay, this is going to happen. But in this scene. Like if this scene was by itself, hmm. you'd go, "Oh, it really like Rob hasn't made up his mind yet, and he's hmm. asking his mom to make the decision for him." Yeah, I, I think that the, if it will make the decision makes a step backward on Rob's development. I think he's just, he's open to getting advice from advisors without hmm. bias. That's kind of what he's doing. First of all, when I say those the chessboard, they should sell it. Like they should sell the Game of Thrones chessboard. Yeah, nice. It, it would be a big hit. I like, buy. It was an epic shot yeah. where they because that, 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 that chessboard has had like lots of shows, lots of scenes <laughs> in the show. Oh um, man, it was a really cool shot where they kind of panned up over the back of Rob Stark's pieces, looking yeah. at all the lions coming at them. Yeah, um, I really like that shot. It, it, this is one of those those scenes where it was it's better to be a TV viewer because they didn't really describe Castle Rock that much, so it seems like oh wow, this is a ni- nice gambit. Whereas if you know the books, you're like really. <laughs> this, this is a season too late to be going west. It's dumb. Like you're playing right into Tywin's hands. Even if you took Castle Rock, it wouldn't do much. Like they just take it back and you'd be stuck there. You're the like, military strategist here. Go, the know. going the north plan was good because he was going back to the north to help his people. He had a chance when he's up there. He can bunker down. It's just this west thing is just dumb. It's only it's only there because it's like ooh, like the Starks are still fighting the Lannisters and it's like a last gambit. And and but it's okay if you only watch the show because you don't know. You don't know how stupid it is, so it's fine. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Ignorance is bliss here. But it was just like when I was watching with my friend. Unfortunately, for this particular episode, I didn't have any uh, viewers only. We usually did, but we didn't have it for this episode, so I didn't get the reaction. And also, just everybody knew what was coming, so it was just sort of all like, yeah, come on, move to the next scene. Yeah, move this to the next dumb. scene. Let's get like, to already. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, I just think Catelyn's going to have some guilt over that. Mm. It may, may, may well. I don't know if they even bring it out, but I guess you're right. Like, it could. Uh, she's going to um, be <clears throat> All right. Uh, so then, uh, immediately after they arrive at the twins, mm-hmm. um, and we get the hospitality scene where they share bread and salt, and they are supposedly safe within the halls <clears throat> of the crossing. Um, and we get presented with uh, all of Walder's granddaughters, except for one, um, which is the one Edmure wants to see, and uh, we get this. This moment where I thought Walder Frey was on his best behavior. Even though he had some rude comments here and there, yeah. he was definitely a best behavior Walder Frey moment right here. Um, I want to like mention like with the, the salt and bread thing, like he does mention, like, I offer you my protection and the gods. I mean, it's kind of hard to catch when you're watching the first time and are into it. But so they, they do kind of show 
that. Um, but it, obviously, we know more than some viewers how much it means to break like the the rights here. Yes. So, but they yeah, that was it. something I was I was a little disappointed on. They didn't really hammer home how big a deal once you eat yeah. food under someone's roof, you are safe there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's hard to do in this episode. In print. I mean, it would be easier to maybe to build it up earlier. But, but but I'm glad that they put that line in there, and it'll mean more. Like when you watch it again, you see the protection. They'll probably bring it up more later on how much of a bad move it was, and how like the like it'll be brought up again and again. Like yes. the phrase are not trustworthy. No, and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like it, just all the comments like uh, he was making. Rob wanted to like move forward and strike him, but Caitlin holds him back, which is smart. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, he was definitely Rob was uh, was keeping himself contained, especially when uh, they brought forth Talisa. Yeah. And Walder talks about how uh, how f- how her body wouldn't move an inch when she takes off her dress, and yeah. how uh, I can't even remember this. But wait, I have them written down here. Um, let's see. He he had some rude lines, right? Oh yeah, it was it was like Walder's like I would have broken my oath too for a firm pair of tits and a tight fit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he is making some comments and they all brush it off. They know, um, yeah, yeah you kind of have so. to, you have to take it. If you're going to bring her there, you got to kind of take it. I mean, like it was dumb to bring her there. Um, but I mean, that was necessary as part of the story arc, like yeah. they, to kill her off, they needed her there. But even Walder points it out, he's like, well, if you're going to hide her. You shouldn't have brought her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this is yeah. the scene where we realize that Blackfish and Talisa are indeed, uh, going to be at the wedding. Yeah, um, which is pretty wild. Um, yeah, so we get that whole scene. Um, I love how Walter couldn't remember his last daughter's name. He's like Wanda, w- Walinda, would would woo woo. She's like she's like it's Mary. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that all happens. I I don't think there's anything else nope, in that one. On. Uh, so then that continues on. Oh my God, so much shit happens. Does it go right to the wedding after that? They got parties outside. People are like wrestling and stuff. They go to the wedding, um, um, and uh, Rosalind's getting walked down the aisle. Yeah. Edmure finally gets to see her, and lo and behold, it is the most beautiful Frey daughter anyone yeah. has ever seen. Edmure was great in this episode again. Like <laughs> you could see his face. He's like, oh no, and then he's like, because earlier he was seeing all the girls, and he's like, oh shit, like I've got it bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But once again, just another. Um, just another Lannister Frey plot where they're like, we need to make sure they are happy and content, and yeah. so let's give them this your most beautiful daughter. Um, well, why not? Because they need to keep Admir alive, and they need an heir out of him. So yeah, like, yeah. but I mean, nothing would have went wrong if they gave her an, him an ugly daughter too. They still would have went along with it. Probably, yeah, but but keep them happy, keep yeah. them, uh, make them want to get drunk at the at the feast and everything. Yeah. So uh, we have a few funny. So they get married. So Edmure yeah. and Rosalind get married. Uh, in the scene, they shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have named the stranger. That's the problem. Oh, did they? Yeah. No, I mean that's consistent with last season naming the stranger. Okay. I, I complained about that last season, so I'm just being consistent. <laughs> I like how you complained about it. My yeah. my my notes <laughs> when I was first watching this were yeah. a wedding with the correct religion. Oh, that was good. Like, but I mean, the, like, just the, the fact they mentioned the stranger. I mean, this is not set canon. It's just my interpretation. Like, they do, they do say that they don't mention the stranger because, like, he's the freaking stranger. Don't be yeah. at a wedding and be like, "Please, stranger, bless this wedding." Like, doesn't it seem <laughs> weird to you? Please, like, devil. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, <that's> our marriage. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but again, it, it, it doesn't didn't affect my rating of it because actually it was consistent with what was before. 
yeah. which is good. So it affected the rating. It was it was last season. There we go. Did it so okay. So uh, besides that, we have a few like rapid fire moments in this particular scene uh, that I want to talk about. One, we see Roos has indeed arrived. Mm. Um, two, we get uh, a Manderley. Oh yeah, there's like a, a, a brief cameo, right? Like and when, which is good. That's he actually good. shows up two or three times. Oh, did he? Yeah, um, I didn't really like notice. I, I saw the first sh- clip. Yeah. He shows up. He's right beside or between yeah. um, the Starks. You yeah. see his silver merman brooch, clear as day. And this is uh, when this is which which Manderley is this? I think they might. I don't remember which one they put in there. It doesn't matter, right? This is a name. It could just be the other. Uh, well, well, it matters uh, later when uh, Wendell Manderley is like my son, yeah. Wyman. One of them is dead, and one of them makes it there. But it could be either one. It's not really like important. Yeah. Which one it is? Like one of them will die here, and one of them survive, or maybe one of them will be taken hostage. Like it's a Manderley. Like one of the Manderley. Like it's one of those <laughs> ones because they both start with W, too, right? <laughs> yeah, they're um, like exent- they're like they're, they're, they look the same. <laughs> like this. Ft they're, Ward they're, says it is Wendell Manderley, yeah. the yeah. one that they put same. here. It, here, yes. Yeah. Um, he's looking all smug. He's got his mustachio going. Yeah. Uh, so we get that, which was really cool. I had a cool geek out moment while I was watching it, and uh, we also get uh, we get a look of um, a bunch of ladies checking out the blackfish, and the blackfish scoffing it off. <laughs> oh god! I was wondering, is is it that because they're ugly, or is it because it's a hint that he's gay? Like, it could is, be either. Is he finding them ugly, or is he, is, is he just fight? It wouldn't matter yeah. who did it for them. Like. <laughs> it it, uh, it seems like they would have hinted more that he was gay earlier on. Like, and I'll have another theory that I'm going to mention later on. Okay. Then when we get there, but uh. <laughs> the thing about this was a, a lot of people were like, "Oh, when uh, when um, when Walder's granddaughters were looking at blackfish, I'm pretty sure those weren't granddaughters. I think those were like grandmothers. They were older women. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't remember exactly uh, wh- how they looked. Um, yeah, I, I think they were older them. women. They were like Walder's ex-wives or something. We're checking out the blackfish. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the daughters, but they're, they're um, craving some trout that night. So. Oh yeah, they wanted some big trout for supper. Fish. Um, they wanted to nibble on some trout. <laughs> and then we get a really funny look um, when Rosalind is revealed of Walder Frey to Rob Stark, where he looks at him and he's just like, "Yeah, you could have had her. Yeah, should have had her. It worked out better." <laughs> I <laughs> like earlier when he was like the the twins. You could have had one or the other or both for all I cared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twins, redheaded twins. Yeah. yeah. Um. God, their family would have such red hair. Okay, so they get married and then we move on to the feast. Yeah. With the happy music that is actually playing well. Um. Uh. Well, that was yeah. one of the complaints some people had. Uh. Where they were like, oh, the music should be bad because of like that they're actually fighters. Where I thought, like, yes, but I mean, it would sound stupid. Yeah. Like people would be like, couldn't they afford better <laughs> musicians for this thing? Like it wasn't. Yes, it's it's there, but it was is one of those changes that is like okay, like didn't doesn't make much of a difference. Exactly. Because uh, like they could, it doesn't have to be the musicians to shoot them. It could be a couple other guys up there, and it just yeah, like it sounds be- dumb to be if they're, if they're off key. So. <laughs> so um. Yeah, we. Uh, what happens beforehand? Before the betting, uh, Roos doesn't drink. He doesn't want to dull his senses. Well, he never uh, really drinks. Like he doesn't drink earlier with Jamie either. So that's a correct. This is, he this is, he is, he, yeah, exactly. He doesn't want to dull his senses. He wants to be. Yeah, I saw a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's so smart that Roos didn't drink because because he had to fight and everything." I was like, "He just, but he just doesn't drink." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Talisa's smart. She doesn't let Rob kiss him in front of all everybody because that would just be rude. Yeah. Um, and the blackfish gets up and leaves yeah. to take a piss. 
about I don't know if you I think you had the same thought like I, I'm sure if I had some viewers with me like we were, they they might have thought the blackfish had turned to the other side because that's very convenient for him just to leave for a piss that you think it someone is. would think he's like oh no blackfish is a, a traitor now so <laughs> I thought that was interesting but they, need, yeah. they needed they needed him out of there right they needed to yes. get him out of there so here here's my theory on what happened to the blackfish. I think you know how everyone everyone in there had like one job, like to keep them busy, like get them drunk or whatever. At least in the books. Yeah. So I, th- I think the blackfish went to the gods with to take a piss, and then he he, he spent some time with Pink Walder over there. Who's Pink Walder? <laughs> he's just the character I made up. There's like there's like Black Walder and all these Walder. Pink Walder was there, but like then the blackfish escapes, and then Freya was like, "You had one job. You had one job to keep the blackfish busy with jobs." But oh, it, with jobs. <laughs> Wait, so so Pink Walder is the gay Frey? Yeah, the gay Frey in the gods would this was to keep him busy up oh, there, geez. but like couldn't. couldn't <laughs> but once but once once he got the be- the monster was loose, they couldn't cage him again. So <laughs> he had oh, his way with Pink Walder, and then he like got the hell out of there. <laughs> ladies, ladies! Once the monster yeah. is on, what is it? Yeah. I don't even remember. And now Pink Walder has a broken jaw. So. Oh man. Because <laughs> he couldn't contain the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that is a messed up theory. Yeah. Thanks, Amin, for scarring yeah. me. But that's how he gets away. So, <laughs> he gets off, and he gets away. He gets off, and he gets out. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, Blackfish takes off, yeah. and uh, then we get the bedding. Okay. So the ladies take. Uh, Edmure and the gentlemen take Rosalind off to the bedchamber to do their thing. And Talisa is freaked out because this is something that didn't happen at her wedding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have this moment where Talisa names her unborn child. Yeah. Um, and if it is a boy, she will name it Ned Stark, which should have given it away that they're go- yeah. he's going to die. Yeah, I thought she was gonna say like Bran or, or Edward, uh, Bran or like Rickon or something. So, but I guess that, that wasn't really. That's, I just for some reason I felt like she was gonna say that, but that oh, fit. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's a little, um, but Edward, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, you just know the baby's doomed for death if you name him Ned. Yeah. Um, so then after that happens, uh, Catelyn sees someone close the doors and checks out Roose's sleeve and finds some chains, chain mail and the reins of Castamere starts playing. And this, I thought, was this this whole buildup. I thought the buildup was tremendous. I loved it. Yeah. I thought they did a fantastic job. I was watching with one reader and one non-reader. And the non-reader, um, as soon as the music started playing, she goes, oh, this music is freaking me out. Um, <laughs> and I loved it. I just, just brought such a huge smile to my face that mm-hmm. um, it just felt so ominous all of a sudden. And it was so perfect uh, for me personally of just this buildup of dread. Mm. And I can't tell, knowing what was going to happen, I don't know if it was worse than not knowing. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked I liked it. Yeah, so I guess we'll go through the different things that happened. I mean, one was the stabbing of the belly, which was gruesome as hell. Like, everyone was like, um, I'm, I, I'm going to talk about at the end of this, my overall feeling of the Red Wedding and, and Talisa. But regardless of the feeling, it was still a brutal scene with her getting stabbed there. It was freaking just like... It was. And the fact that it was the first... Yeah, the first uh, the target right there. Yeah, like um, it was just such a hey, fuck you, uh, yeah. air uh, of the north theorists. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, okay. Do we want to talk about the the two theories right now? Well, we might as well. Let's okay, get let's into do. It. Okay, one one is uh, the Talisa being a spy theory, which is I I think is still probably going to be unresolved. 
Um, because it doesn't mean, even if she was a spy, it doesn't mean they were not going to kill her off. They could kill a spy. That's fine. Especially if a spy was pregnant, they don't want that air. Okay. So they'd kill it. So that doesn't affect it either way. And I, and I think somebody else put it pretty well. Maybe they put all these little pieces in there as like a backup plan that they could have gone with and decided not to go with. Like that was like a route they could have gone with the writers, which okay. is actually giving them quite a bit of credit. So they should be happy that I give them the credit that they put in. They like, should be happy that you guys yeah. should be happy. Amin yeah. is giving you credit. <laughs> that they actually had like plans and maybe they, they were thinking about doing something, decided not to, but at least put it there as an option. Mm-hmm. And in, in regards for Air to the North, one is like the show is not necessarily canon to the books. And the two thing, the thing with Air to the North or my theory, Air to the Iron Islands, like these babies are not going to be relevant till 10 plus years later. Like directly now, things may be claimed in their name, so yes, they are relevant that way. But we're not going to see them grown up, and there's other heirs around, especially for the Starks. So they could still be heir to the North, but it's not really directly relevant because still Rick, Bran and Rickon will be doing all the stuff there, and they might try to claim it through the baby. But it, it, I don't think it's a death knell. To, everyone's like thumbs up, like it's a death knell, death knell to the theory. No, it isn't. Now the theory was always a long shot in the first place, bit of a crackpot. So. Probably won't happen anyways if you look probability wise. Hmm. But we can still talk about it if we want. Like, it's not. It's yeah, not I, a death. I agree. It's yeah. not a nail in the coffin to the theory yeah. either. Because, um, I mean, Benioff and, and Weiss, they know kind of what's going on, and they know they're not going to be able to hit every storyline. And they just might be like, uh, they even might be like a fuck you to um, like a. Uh, they know that the air in the North theory is true, but they know they're not going to use it in the show because yeah. they're, they're just not going to get into that storyline. And they could just be like, oh, so we're just going to kill him off and just screw with everybody. And, I mean, there's so many possibilities yeah. of what it could mean to readers. Well, they cut, like, the whole Westerling family, so you kind of need that for the air of the North anyways if you're going to show it. Like, I mean, I never thought the air of the North was a major – like, there's, there's a spectrum of theories. That's what's brilliant about the books. There's theories about, like, what happened when Rob died. I mean, like, that's not a huge – thing but it's just a theory so it's like the area north could be there without yeah. affecting the plot hugely mm-hmm. it could affect, affect it kind of there and things that, that they can show in the book and like how the you know like the westerlings are playing both sides and maggie the frog blah 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 that were relevant to the book but are not relevant to the tv show correct we don't care about it and that's fine mm. so so we do we we all, we do not get though any sort of letter to john snow hmm. there was a bit of rage over that i wasn't raging over that um because, yeah, I just didn't care for some reason, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't rage I about everything. Care. I rage about specific things. Yeah. Um, because, like, it's one of those things you can uh, probably justify or something. I don't know. Like, what, what, what they're missing, like, that they didn't send a letter to uh, – it goes the, – the, my main problem, the reason why he didn't send a letter, because he doesn't have any freaking bannermen to send it with, which we'll talk about a little bit later. <laughs> like, that, that's what I'm – not the letter. It's not the letter that is an issue with me. And they could probably write that in if they really wanted to. It's not really necessary to write it in. It's the bannermen, the lack of northern bannermen that has been a problem. But I, I want to save that till the end still. So let's, let's keep moving forward. <laughs> I want to talk about that now, but save it till the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so if yeah. we're skipping that at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she gets stabbed. She goes down. Rob gets bolted with arrows. Yeah. Men are getting stabbed. Caitlin gets one through the shoulder. Walter Frey is just sitting there like a pimp. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, chaos just ensues, and this is this is much more of a slaughter than it is in the mm. books. In the books, it's it's they put up a fight, yeah. But in the show, they just get slaughtered, and I think that that I mean, I'm jumping into what you don't want to jump into. Okay. That's I think it's a big I think it's a big qualm uh, that people have that 
there are because Rob has no bannermen yeah. because he doesn't have the great John with him because he doesn't have whoever with him um, that they don't put up this fight and it's it's yeah. it's showing that the Starks aren't as strong or or, or aren't as capable of you know okay well just let's, let's get into so, this now I guess it's the right time what, yeah, what I would talk about is the red wedding and what it means to you I mean like we both enjoyed the scene but I think it really comes down to what you think of Talisa and Rob and how much you like that relationship because they centered the red wedding around that plus Caitlin, which was great but it was re- really the loss of Talisa and all of that that they focused on and not the northern bannermen now can people check for me and see were there any scenes with northern bannermen other than bolton other than the car stack the ones that were be- like the betrayals like the, the disloyal ones this 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 season and maybe even last season were there like they could have you and that's where they should they should have built up the other bannermen so they their death had meaning here like to me, that would have been more hitting because, and then you could have seen them going down fighting. They threw the table in front of Rob. Like, there's just a bunch of guys getting stabbed like for three minutes over and over again. But we don't know who they are, and yeah. we don't care. Now, if you really like the Talisa and Rob relationship, which is a fair interpretation, you may like it. Just personal choice whether you like it or not. Then it's really going to hit hard, right? Um, and it still hits hard. But like when you know that they could have been more compared like to the books and the, and the bannermen then it then it doesn't hit as much like the, you feel like you're losing that and then i feel like the viewer only don't know what they're missing when they're missing that angle because they don't know they haven't seen the bannermen they don't know what could be there and it just focuses on talise and it's still a brutal moment it's still like a great moment of, of the episode but this is where the split i think is there and it's just personal taste it's, it's going to be hard to argue somebody one way or the other about yep. it like if you really like the talisa robs thing you really like talisa it's just going to hurt you more if you and, and, and all on the other end of the spectrum if you hated her you might be gone that you're gone if you're ambivalent in the middle like that's what i'm saying so you you, you get what i'm saying here like it depends what you think about their relationship i understand what you're saying um we don't even know um the great john doesn't die right no i the think the, problem with, the great john takes gets captive and he goes captive. down like a badass like he bites people's ears off and he like takes like eight men to take him down the small john yeah. gets his head chopped off like there's so much going on there like the northmen come in they're like oh we have it's northmen and then they backstab everybody and like there was there, there was a reason why they weren't zooming in on the people back there like one is i guess it's the chaotic factor but we just we didn't know who the hell they were he didn't yes. have anybody. Just all these scenes with Talisa that we need to see, and not like <laughs> northern people. Like, come on, like, it, and, so that, and and that's one of the reasons why the Red Wedding hit so hard later on. Everyone keeps mentioning, it, and they will as well do it here. I mean, even the Dustins mention it later on. But like, you could see the people going down, getting taken captive. Like, I don't think anyone was taken captive really. They were all basically slaughtered this time. They didn't even try this to- time. Yeah, certainly, it didn't seem like there were any captives. Yeah. Um, for, for me personally, I I don't know. The Red Wedding in the books was always Rob and Catelyn to me. Yeah, I know Great John and all that and all that jazz and everything and Manderly and and whatnot. But for me, it was always the it was always Rob mm. and Catelyn's moment um, of, of such a pivotal moment in the storyline for them, and uh, I thought that was beautifully transitioned to the show. Um, yes. Just uh, their downfall, just them dying. You know, without <laughs> I know that doesn't sound too dramatic. They just die, and. Um, I loved it. I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was beautifully filmed. I thought it was beautifully acted. They did a great job. It was just so desperate and discouraging and and, and, and down and in the dumps and 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 I, I loved it. And um, mm. yeah, you know, there wasn't a huge fight back. You didn't have the Bannerman. And and I feel like yes, in the long term, that kind of sucks because you're going to get to the north and people are going to be like, my bra, I lost family in the Red <laughs> Wedding, and you're going to be like, oh well, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> like because you don't know them, but. Um, in the moment for this for this 
in this moment, uh, I thought it, I thought it was really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it, and it was uh, it was brutal and sick. And I must be a sick, twisted individual because I wanted to watch it like five more times right afterwards. Oh yeah, we we we, we rewound it and watched it again, like on the <laughs> like <laughs> right after the sea, which we'll talk uh, about uh, Bolton and Caitlin. But I guess I'm gonna say the other side of that what I just debated, like the devil's advocate, and and it's like there already are like a ton of people on the show. I mean, there's so many characters, right? And so to add those northern characters would have been difficult. I know that, like, because they already have so many characters, right? Yeah. So I understand that, um, and I guess it's just one of the. But it's it's a problem because I feel like I could have handled it. I mean, obviously I read <laughs> the books, but even without the books, I would have. I feel like I would have been. I could handle more characters. Some people can't. They have to make a bel- about, you know, a, a, a balance somewhere. Um, so that's the argument you'd make counter that. And now the thing is, we will just disagree where they drew the line. Like I'll disagree. I'll say that they could have had more characters. You may say like not, or like had half of them. We'll just have to disagree. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, so why why didn't the j- great John, the actor who played Great John, come back? Yeah. Was there some sort of a contract dispute or something? I think there we was, had him in the first. Yeah, season. I think they had a scheduling problem or something. I mean, it would have been great. Imagine that guy if they had him through three seasons. But if you don't have him, cast somebody else. Like when I was rewatching season one, I loved that they had all those like Mage Mormont, I think, and they had all these other characters there. And they're just gone. Like there's just just bunch of like lackeys and foot soldiers. Like it's just like, where is the people that we care about? It just becomes a Tully fest and Talisa T fest. <laughs> T fest. Yeah. Um, you just can't do it in a show. It's just too much. No, but uh, that's why I say I think you can, but it just depends. Maybe you can't have ten of them, but you can have two others. Somebody loyal. He just has disloyal guys around him. Like. Uh, you know we both enjoyed it but that was that was my problem and it wasn't just related to this episode it's related to the last two seasons lack of development so yeah <laughs> anyways we talked that one out uh, so I guess um, we'll talk about Caitlin's death yeah, yeah. so she grabs uh, Walter Frey's wife instead of Jingle Bells yeah and um, threatens to kill her unless they let Rob free um, and you just know that Walter Frey is just going to be like, oh, my wife? All right, I'll take another one. Yeah. And he does. And um, the, can we talk about the awkward um, Roose Bolton yeah. run in, run out? He's like he's like the drive-by the stabbing? Like, he's, he's like the tractor-trailer part of yeah. Optimus Prime. I think they could, like, have, they could have blocked that. The blocking that scene was awkward, especially you as an actor probably could tell me, right? Like some of the blocking was awkward. Yeah, it was That's, weird. Uh, she noticed his sleeve, slaps him, and he like – he yeah. like hunkers down and he runs, runs off. like a little puppy. He's like, and Ooh. some guy is over there to be like, oh, this way, Roos. Like, yeah. um, I can understand wanting to get out of yeah. there because they're about to fill the room yeah. with arrows. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was but- Roos Trollton in that scene. I mean, he set up being discovered. He like puts his arm over and he like looks at his arm. Like he wanted to be discovered there as he twisted his mustache. Like totally. we laughed about that. Like we, when we rewatched it, it's funny. We shouldn't be laughing at the red wedding. And we were like laughing at Roos and, and the ref, like the face he had and all of that. I mean, it was, it wasn't a long-term problem, but it was just funny to see him in that scene. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, well, that, okay. there's a new theory that Ashley mainly coined was, was, um, that Roos has a hard on for Caitlin theory. So <laughs> wow. he, he, he's taken the feathered hat. He's, he now wants to give her a feathered hat. Well, he sees part of her hand flayed from season yeah. one. So, uh, well, I mean like he, cause he was talking about her wedding and he had like this smile on his face and like, he just doing all this stuff with her. It's like that maybe that's, that's why I said he was running away to hide a raging man. Woody he, <laughs> he got slapped in the face. He's like, Oh shit, I got to hide my man. Woody. So <laughs> we do find out that Ned would not do the bedding. Mm. Is that accurate to the books? I can't recall. I can't recall. Uh, I think I was reading Elio's review that it's not accurate to it, but it was one of those ones where I was like, oh, cool. Like, I guess that kind of, I mean, it was wartime. Yeah. Um, 
so even though it's not direct to the books, I mean, so is this. I guess this is wartime as well, and I guess it's tradition that you do. But I don't know. It, it always felt like, especially given the scenario that Ned, like, is stepping in for his brother who had been, like, killed, and, like, Ned maybe lost Ashara or somebody he liked. or Like, it seemed like such a tough situation to have a betting ceremony and, like, to be cheerful about it. Yep. So, although I would have thought that Roos would have been at that ceremony anyways, but I guess he, he could have been, like, at a different area with the army. Mm, very true. But I, I was fine with that scene. I liked that mention. I liked that they mentioned it anyways. Cool. Like, so, so Roos runs off, and then Rob... Mother, he had the mother line, and then Roos comes right back in, <laughs> stabs him, yeah. and then goes. Whoop, then he right has to get, get out of the way of the camera. He's like, "Oh shit, I gotta <laughs> shuffle over." So that was a little yeah. bit funny. But yeah. he got the line across, right? That's what he had to say. Did the Lannisters give their regards? But it might have been better if he'd done him from behind, like stab- done him from behind. Yeah. Whoa, is this uh, Pink Walder? No, uh, but I mean, like this thrust him from. Like, I mean, stabbed him. I mean, like. <laughs> I like the face to face. It was very not cowardly. True. Yeah. yeah, I guess you got the face-to-face thing, but it just—it was a bit of a—it was a bit awkward, but it was still brutal. I mean, and that, was, and that was the end of him. And then Caitlin's actor, great, like just like, ah, like. Oh yeah, she yeah. she freaked out, and it was yeah. fantastic. And as she's freaking out, she slits the girl's throat. Yeah. Um, then she kind of goes like dead, basically inside, and then gets killed. Um, yeah, she just dies. She just yeah. she just there's no screaming, there's no scratching the face. She just stops, yeah. and somebody just comes up and takes her out yeah there has been big debate on it i think it's again the personal opinion on this one whether you prefer one interpretation or the other uh whether like you know like clawing her face and like screaming or just going dead inside yeah um, i just think it's personal opinion on that one i mean i think they both can can fit the interpretation yeah. of it um the, the, only, the only the only thing with the change is like i think it was that the, they um and i was thinking like they didn't originally plan to kill her and they want to take her captive and when she went crazy they kind of put her down Sort of scenario. So here they just killed her, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It looks like they weren't taking hostages anyways. Yeah. Um, although she would have been a useful one <laughs> to have. But I liked it. I, I it was funny because I was watching it and I was like, it's gonna be really weird when all of a sudden she just scratches her face out. Like I'm like, how are they gonna do that and it not seem goofy? And then they mm-hmm. didn't do it. And I was like, okay, I, I can live with that. Yeah. It's just, I just, as somebody else said on the forums, I can't remember who it was, but we just hope that she looks ghastly enough. Uh, like as you know, as Lady Stoneheart, like the hope they make her like at least decompose or something. Yeah, so it's got to be like foolish, right? It's got to be bad. Yeah, to, to do it. Um, so um, that's about that. And then and then so no music plays during the credits, which was really yeah. Cool that was the choice. first time they did that, I think. Right? Like it was definitely yeah a shock. I guess the people needed to to take it in. Yeah. So so overall, we enjoyed. It. I mean, obviously, like it's one of those scenes that you. Well, actually, not obviously, because there's plenty of people that were book readers and still like enjoyed it or took it in as much as people who didn't. But I feel like it's one of those ones. Well, if I hadn't known what was coming, it would have hit me harder. Um, and then I knew what was missing, which was the problem. So. <laughs> See, I still think. I think the buildup had me on edge more because I knew it was going to come. Yeah. Like the people I were watching was just like, boop a doop a doop a doo like, yeah. uh, yeah. And, um, and I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> like the whole time. I was just on edge, like the entire episode. I was like, when, when Rosalind was walking down the aisle, I was like, are they going to do it early? Are they going to do it early? Like, are they not going to care? Um, yeah. and it just, they, oh, the delay was just driving me crazy. Um, but yeah, I really liked the episode. And it was, I had an absolute blast. I thought they did a fantastic job. Uh, it was good. Cool. I guess we're ready to call in some people. I, I think maybe we should do all our announcements first just to get them recorded out of the way. And, okay. then, and then what we'll do is uh, maybe turn the after show into calling a bunch of people. Or at least after this, we'll be calling people. Okay. So you wanted, do you want to talk about you were in the after buzz show? 
Um, yeah, can you, uh, can we just like pause for a second? I need to run to the bathroom. Sure. Really? So I'll be I'll back be very quick. I gotta get All some right. water. So I'll be back in okay. a minute. All right, I'm back. All right, I'm back too. All right. Okay, perfect. let's power through our announcements. So, you want to tell us about AfterBuzz, Kyle? So, um, so the fine folks over at AfterBuzz TV invited me on uh, for a second time to chat about the latest episode uh, about this past one, Reigns of Customer, the one we've been talking about this whole episode. And uh, so, yeah, you can find that on uh, YouTube or on uh, iTunes, I believe, and um, check it out. Yeah, they're a fun group of guys. Uh, it's uh, Dave and Kristen. And we just chat. We watch the show, and immediately after we talk about it, about an hour-long discussion. Mm. So uh, she hasn't read the books, and he has, or he's reading along with it. So, uh, yeah. so it's an interesting, uh, spoiler-free discussion. Yeah, it's cool seeing like a, it's a video, right? It's not a, not audio, so you get to see. Uh, well, well, yeah, they tape it video, but yeah. it's recording audio as well, so it's released in both formats. Oh, both formats, okay. Cool. Yeah. Are you going to be on there again next season, you think? Uh, I don't know if they have me back. Um, it's all up to them. I have a lot yeah. of fun chatting with them, and, and, and uh, I'm very grateful that they have invited me on. So, uh, yeah, they're they're fun. It's a fun so place. If, you, if, if anyone out there, for a podcast fan, like listens to Kyle or sees in there, like, post that you're from the podcast, and maybe that'll encourage them to <laughs> invite you again. Yeah. Like, like, Kyle, I'm a fan of the podcast. Yeah. The okay. first time I was on, a lot of people were like, oh, "House man, Woody, it's Kyle. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that, was that, that way when they kill you off, it'll have more meaning later on. So. <laughs> <laughs> They'll establish me as a banner man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to give a bunch of shout outs. So they're doing the second Cockney Moot, uh, June 8th. If you check out our Facebook, a bunch yeah. of our listeners in London are having an event with tons of like food from the books. So if you're in London or nearby in, in the UK, June 8th, is the event so check out facebook or go on the forums that's get awesome. into that I I get over there um i've founded another podcast called the what yeah the vassals of king's grave son of a bitch <laughs> don't worry it's it related it's related to us you remember bastards of king's grave which i founded last year that was for <laughs> you like remember is it gone yeah. <laughs> it's still there yeah you were in the episode right bastards, yep. bastards of king's grave is at least needs at least one host of us four to be there to do that episode. But I was thinking there's, there was so much interest in people wanting to do episodes and things like that, but we're not always going to be there or not interested. So I, I made the Vassals of King's Grave, which are like podcast listeners and fans who can do their own episodes that don't need us there. Um, we may be there for some episodes, who knows? But like they've already done two episodes already. Did you know that? <laughs> you should check oh, out the, no, I did. Yeah. Go on the forums. We have for the forum Vassals of King's Grave there, and they've done uh, one on tough voyaging stuff, and they've done a, another on Star Trek, the latest movie that came out into darkness. Oh, nice. So they're already developing there, but, but Vassals of King's Grave can do anything. They can talk about the books, the show, or any other topic they want to do. So we founded it. They have WordPress now. They have RSS feed. So, but for now, you just got to go to the forums or, or I think vokpodcast.wordpress.com. Um, but anyone can get involved there. So it's a nice chance for listeners to get involved and to do their own podcasting. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So are we going to – do we put out um, – when they do release new episodes on Vassals of Kingrave, are we going to be like putting them on our Facebook and stuff? Um, right now, they, they, ha they have their own Facebook and they have their own Twitter, but I've been retweeting them 
when it comes out, maybe some, and also posting on Facebook. Yeah, definitely um, should. But I mean, if, we're, do, if we're connected to it, we exactly. should definitely. And if we had more file space, we'd host it for us as well, but we're low in file space right now. You. So they've just been using like free file space, which is fine. It's been doing the job. But we, yeah, we've been, I've been retweeting and reposting when they release episodes. Because, and, and Dick and Manwitty, um Varsuvius, she made like a image or icon for it already. So, <laughs> like with a skull. Really? Yeah, you need you need to go to the Vassals of Kingsgrave subforum and check it out. Like apparently, yeah. yeah, I've been uh I've been off traveling for the past couple of weeks, so mm. I've been out of commission. Cool. So, and I might I might play a short clip of the very end of the episode of that they made for it. Okay. Um, another thing I want to mention is so I'm going to go to Vancouver in August again, and uh, we might have another meetup. Uh, probably not going to work for you, right? Because you're far away now. <laughs> Uh, no, I will not yeah, be there. because you're not in Seattle anymore, right? So it's Correct, I'm hard. back down in LA. Yeah. That so. being said, I might still host a meetup just with people there. Yeah. Because you know there's good places to eat there, right? So Rosie and Lex, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we had a great time last time, so maybe we'll get more people. Uh, so I've made a Facebook event for that and on a forum post. And uh, related to that, I'll be attending the Anime Revolution convention there. So if you're going Watch to... Watch out, Asian gals. <laughs> but I'll be at that convention, so if you're going there especially, let me know. Um... Okay, that's that. And what else I want to mention here? We got messaged to... Uh, well, you know, I was invited into a roundtable for Vulture.com. You know, Vulture yes. website. And I couldn't make it the last minute, which sucks. It was about the Red Wedding. And it had uh, Linda and um, Phil and Alex from Tower Hand and some other people. And so we were invited. We weren't snubbed. I just couldn't make it. And it was like 5 a.m. your time. So it, it wasn't going to work. I, I tried to get it. our time? It was 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern. So, uh, And I tried to contact you at the last minute to get you to do it, but it was like... Yeah, I was passed out. I didn't I'm suspect so you. jet lagged. <laughs> so we, that's why we weren't there. But um, I wanted to mention that there's a roundtable, and I'll be posting that in the forums inside. And final thing I want to mention is um, we got... I like it when people email us. Like They're like, as, as a major website for podcast uh, for, for Song of Ice and Fire, we're letting you know this. <laughs> So I will relay that there, there's a group doing um, something called cosplay piano playing. Oh yeah, you heard of that? I think I emailed it, I forwarded it to you, right? Yeah, I saw I saw yeah. the email, but I didn't get a yeah. chance to check it out. Do tell. Yeah. So what they do is like they they'll do like Superman or whatever, and, and they'll have the person playing the piano cosplay related to the movie or show, and then play like music from it. So apparently this week, I think even Wednesday morning, they're going to do one for Game of Thrones. Well, I don't know what the cosplay is going to be. It might be Danny. Uh, but the person will cosplay, and then they're going to be uh, adapting my musical work. I mean, Ramin Jawadi's musical work uh, for YouTube. <laughs> so you'll see it there. So I guess I'll post a link with the uh, episode when it comes out tomorrow. But I wanted to mention it because they were kind enough to contact us, let us know, and even... Oh, very okay. cool. So that's all I had for the super long mentioning. So let's go pull in some people. All here. right. And so we're going to pull them in, and we'll ask like how they got into the podcast. Uh, lemon Cake Waiting, that... Do we need to ask them how they got into the podcast, or should we just jump right into it? Well, uh, we'll ask when they got in the podcast, at least. And they can say, like, because that's a quick answer, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Because uh, I would like to see the, the, the divergence, right? Okay. Okay, looks like we have Julia Dickinson here. Let's pull her in. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, is this Amin? Yeah, it is. Oh, my God, it's the Amin. I am so flattered. It's the oh, Amin. Amin. So. <laughs> and, and the Kyle. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yes. Hello. We're like, we're like the Ned. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I'm, I'm Julia. I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now, and I'm really excited that you guys called me. Cool. We, we were going to ask you how long you were listening, so that's good. You already got that out of the way, which is perfect. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I'm actually um, Kyle's neighbor to the north. I live in San Francisco, so that's yeah, still about a day's drive away. But I think you're probably close. We're closer together than uh, Kyle and Amin are. Nice. Yeah. You are beyond yeah. the wall. Yes. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Anyway, Thank you so much for listening, Julia. Yeah. So you've seen the latest. You've seen the episode nine, right? Oh yeah, we watched it on Sunday night. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna ask a couple of questions, starting with uh, mm-hmm. your lemon cake rating for the episode and what you thought of it. Okay. So, oh, oh, yeah, that, all right. So it was a five. It was definitely a five. Um, I was holding on to the five like most people do for the whole season, I think. Yeah. Um, and I was really happy with the changes they made. They just kind of pulled it all together. Um, and uh, and a lot happened because I, I, I know my husband, his big gripe when we're watching the show is nothing happened in that episode. Nothing happened at all. It's all just set up. And now we're seeing the dominoes fall down, so to speak. Hmm. So. Cool. Those yes. human dominoes falling yes. down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what we have is we're just going to bunch ask a bunch of rapid-fire questions. And sure, go for it. Person. So first was, was the idea, do you think Roos had a hard-on for Caitlin that episode? You know what? I felt a little bit of a weird vibe between them. I, 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 wasn't, I thought maybe I was the only one who noticed. So I don't know <laughs> if he had a hard-on for her per se, but I think there was a little bit of a weird vibe going on. Let's put it that way. Well, the queen of shipping, Ashley, pointed that one out, so we wanted to yeah. ask. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I, I, I do agree to an extent, yes. Okay, so here's my one of my new theories. Do you think that Tormund is Ygritte's father or related to her? I hadn't considered it before, but the way he you know, pulled her away and was like, no, no, he's not one of us, it, that definitely showed more concern than I think your normal wilding, wildling. Mm. Uh, so I think there, there might be some connection between the two of them that we hadn't ever considered before. So again, yeah, I think that could be possible. You know, they've been making a lot of changes on the show. So who knows? And he had wow. concern for her sex life too, right? So that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like any normal dad. Well, <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I mean, I can't believe you're getting support for this theory. I know. This is this is why I'm calling in people so they can support me. For this <laughs> well, the, yeah, the only reason I think of it is just because of the way he seemed to care about her so much and mm. just really seemed invested in her well-being. Mm. Yeah, it, it's just, it just it was kind of shocking to see him do that to like just grab her and not get involved in the fight exactly and, and all of that so yeah that's the theory um so who do you think would win in, in a big fight between uh, jorah baristan dario and gray worm oh that's a real tough one i really liked that fight scene because we got to see the different fighting styles mm. that i thought was really neat oh you know what? I think Rayburn might actually give everyone a run for their money because he's the youngest and he has that length advantage with the spear, with the spear <laughs> yeah. fight. So. And Unsullied has a length advantage? Wow, that's a... <laughs> oh, well, it depends like where, which part they cut off, right? I think it varies on eunuch styles. I think the... <laughs> <laughs> It can be. Yeah, he was amazing, huh? He he could he could handle that spear like nobody's business. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a really really tough question. Maybe it's more of a boy question uh, because I'm not I'm not. uh, Ask me about the dresses. Ask me about the outfits. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe (laughs) because he lacks his own spear, all his skill goes into like that spear. It's like. But um, okay, well here's here's a final question. So, do what do you think the blackfish was up to? Like that piss or whatever. Like where was he going or? I think he was actually going to go take a piss on a tree. I think that's what he was actually going to do. Okay, I man. forgot. I forgot in the book that's what, what he was how do. He, that that is that is what happened in the book as well. He never actually went to the. He wasn't even there. Yeah. He was, oh, he, he was wasn't. Garrison. Oh, yeah. okay. Jane, but that's uh, right. 
Um, well, I think obviously they're setting it up that he's going to survive, just just like um, Ed, Edmure's going to make it. Um, but I, I I don't know if he was up to anything. I think he probably just went outside. Oh, he um, was up to something. So <laughs> trying to get well, away from all those all those fine fray ladies who wanted to yeah. uh, wanted to yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if, should I even mention it or just let her listen to the episode to to, to hear what, what well, we were. Well, it's saying. too late now. You you're talking right, about so it. Like, we were just saying that like maybe he was with Pink Walder in the Godswood. So, huh? That's completely made up, Freddie. Yeah, and, and and the other Brendan was watching. Brendan Budleyford was watching. This, this sounds like the hot tub, th- hot tub. I know thing, that, that's why. Okay. Actually, you're right. That's why I wanted to say it because the last time we did this big call and we we were talking about the hot tub mm-hmm. thing, so we wanted to throw an alt like something like that that might inspire like another image drawn. So. <laughs> Yeah. No. No. I. I. I think he. It really. What really. What. What. What went down was what he said was going to go down. Is that he went out to take a piss, and yeah. then probably everything started happening in the hall, and he managed to get away. Yeah. You got lucky there to yeah. go. Yeah. I agree. Hey. That's all I had on these questions. You have anything, Kyle, or do you want to? No. I no. I just uh, some rapid fire questions for the fans. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, well, this, thanks for joining us. It was good chatting with you. This was great. Thanks a lot, guys. I don't know if you've sent us a, a application to host before, but you should definitely send that if you're interested. Okay, yeah. Um, completely random. Um, actually, a friend of mine and I are starting our own podcast for that show, Hannibal, um, which is I was inspired by you guys to do that. Cool. Thinking that that you know I want to I want to do what you guys are doing, but you already are doing it so well. I had to pick another show. Um, so yeah, <laughs> all right. I've, I've heard good I'll, things about Hannibal. It'll 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 destroy your life. Just so you know, if you think this is bad, no, that's it's even worse. Have you um, uh, checked out our forums yet, or had the chance to? Oh, I I've, I'm on the forums, but I haven't. I mean, I've had a crazy year. I I I had a baby. I left my job, so I haven't really been on the forums. But I know I do have a username. I just have to remember it. Because we, we uh, as I mentioned in the podcast, we started something called Vases of King's Grave where listeners can come and do like a podcast. Yes. I mean, like you could still do your own podcast, but if you wanted to do one episode with us, like oh, that would be so under cool. the name of the Vassal of King's Grave and talk about Hannibal, for example, you could okay. do that. You should just go on the forums and start a topic in, in that sub forum. Okay. So I know you have the Bastards of King's Grave. Yeah. I didn't know about the Vassals. Yeah, so what's we the difference? I did. Well, I didn't either, Julia. I explained. I, I just either. explained it in the, early in the episode, so you'll hear. But basically, it's for like bastards requires one of the four hosts to be there. Vassals okay. doesn't, so it's, okay. it's run by just like the listeners and the fans. And oh, I I get it. All yeah. right. Well, I'll just pop onto the forum sometime today, hopefully, and see about getting that started. Okay. So. Okay. Great. Thanks again, guys. Cheers. Thank you so much, Julia. Congratulations on the baby. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Did you name the baby after a Song of Ice Fire character, or? Did you- no, too <laughs> tempted to, but uh, yeah. I, yeah, no, that did not happen. If you did, it, it shouldn't be like a main one because it's just—it's such a, like so many people get a name like that. It'd be weird. It'd yeah, be- but I couldn't—I couldn't name a Victorian. That would be horrible. That's child abuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Name your pets after the show, not not your kids. Oh yeah, that's my kid's name. <laughs> you could get away with that. No, I should let you guys go. You probably have more people to talk to. Right. Kyle, Thank you, you so much, your bastards after the show. But anyway, yeah, okay. All right, guys. <laughs> Spoken. Yeah, was good. Uh, I'm gonna eat a chip. Watch out. There's a lot of people online. There are a lot. Yeah, there are. Well, I'm gonna pull in Dickon really quickly if she's here. We'll just have to keep rapid firing through this. I don't think I'm gonna do. Oh, should I keep mention the pink wall there thing or just drop that? Like, I don't know. I mean, you do what you want to do. <laughs> All right, let's dally anyways. But I was saying that that um, it was the other Brendan Black. The other Brendan was watching Blood Raven because he likes to watch. Oh, right? dirty. The gods would, right? So add that to the to the image. <laughs>
Looks like she's not picking up. It might be a bad time for her. Let's see. There you go. So, uh, yeah, let's do a few of these. I don't have... Uh, oh, you don't have time? Okay. Let's do I mean, I have some time. <laughs> for sure. That's true. Well, hell, there's a lot of people online. <laughs> well, you... Yeah, I'll have to just everybody randomly here. Yeah. I like how you were like, there's a chance you could talk on, and everybody's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be... And there's like okay. 40 people online right now. <laughs> you can't, like, really? Yeah. Anita. Let's pull in Anita here. You got 20 minutes? Like final, like to be done in twenty sure. minutes. Hey. Hello. Hey, how's it going? This is Mean. Hi, this is Anita. <laughs> Hi, Anita. This is Kyle. Yeah. Hi, Kyle. Good to have you on here. We're we're basically just gonna ask you a bunch of quick questions, okay. um, starting with your lemon cake review for episode nine and what you thought of it briefly. Sure. Um, I guess I'd give it probably about four point two five. I mean, I thought it was mostly well done except for my ongoing complaints about everything related to John. But I just think it never could have lived up to perfection. Yeah. So. Not a John fan on the show, huh? I don't, I'm not. And I think I have this pet theory that maybe it's just too hard to film stuff up there. And that's why the John story is not as good. I don't know, but it just never like connects with me the way that it did in the book. Hmm. Cool. Cause he had some pivotal moments in this episode. He did. And I mean, you know, it wasn't terrible. It's just, I just never feel like it really is as well executed as the story in the book. So he's just not as interesting of a character. Mm, interesting. I definitely think, like, it took a while. Like, I mean, he, he got better this season at times, I think, with the Egret yeah. stuff. Yeah. But he still just doesn't have as much agency. Like, in the books, you know, he was willing to kill someone to keep his cover. And I think, yeah. you know, taking that away is just sort of... Makes was him... he willing to kill someone? I gotta, I gotta reread that chapter again. It's kind of like... I don't remember if he actually well, I mean, does. He killed, I mean, he kills um, the ranger, obviously, like uh, yeah. or in half hand, but yeah, I, I just felt like he was a little bit more like his cover was better. He was doing a better job of pretending. His excuse was better. Like, I mean, it, it, it didn't it didn't work. It didn't have the chance to use it. Like the fact yeah. that he's like, oh, I was seated there because Mance never went there really. So, yeah. but but overall, just, I thought it was good. You know, I mean, I you know thought it was appropriately horrifying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Did so, you sleep well afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> I slept great. My husband said we had to watch something funny afterwards so we could go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Palate cleanser? Yes. Nice. So do you think Ru- Roos was interested in Caitlin at all that episode? <laughs> he was kind of giving her some eyes. Yeah. But not as not as much as those fray ladies were given the blackfish eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably my favorite part was really just how much of a giant tool bag Edmure was and what like an absolute idiot he turned into as soon as he realized that his bride was not unattractive. He's just a giant frat boy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, a cute girl around? All right. Yeah. Now we're talking. Everything's good now. Yeah. He was definitely, there was a moment where uh, uh, she like leaned forward or something. He was totally giving her the up and down tool bag. <laughs> oh, it cracked me up. <laughs> What a creep! <laughs> I like, I like him. I like, I like the actor hearing the that. The thing he's, he's saying, like, I mean, like, you got to understand part. Like, he was being forced to marry for Rob's mistake. Well, no, I mean, I get it, but yeah. I, I just thought that the actor did a really great job of, yeah, like, just well, for being sure. <laughs> so short-sighted and frat boyish. <laughs> cool. What other questions you got? I mean, I have. Well, I guess the last one is: uh, Do you think that Tormund is related to Ygritte, like her dad, or? Or just related to her? Yeah, I, I responded to you on Twitter about this. I think that it's possible. Um, I don't know if they'll ever confirm or deny it, but because he was so protective of her, that makes me feel like they must have some sort of stronger bond than 
him and any of the other wildlings, right? Or at least it seemed like it was possible. Yeah. I don't know if he's old enough to be your father, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were like some. This is Tormund Giants Bane. He was bedding girls since he was 10 years old. That's true. That's very true. You make a strong point. <laughs> wow. I mean, I can't believe how much support you're getting yeah. for this. Well, I think I mean, the thing is, there was something striking about him doing that. I mean, it may well just be plot convenience in that they needed him to live and they needed regret to not get involved. Like they needed her to live. Yeah. So that's a good way of doing it. But if you're going to do that, you might as well put the connection. Cause why just, would he go out of his way to save her over anyone yeah. else when she was on the side of the traitor? Right. If, yeah. Mm. So I think you're right. Cool. Damn you all. Damn you all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's Plus they're both redheaded, so Martin genetics. Exactly, right? they look similar enough that they could fit. Hey, Anita, how old do you think Egret is? Ooh, like in the show or the uh, book? Yeah, not the actress, but the character in the show. The yeah. character. I don't know, maybe... Well, how old is John supposed to be? They're supposed to be like 17 or 18, right? Yeah. So maybe about the same, or maybe a little right. older, maybe like 19. Is yeah. it mentioned in the books that she's about the same age as John? I think so. Like, I mean, you could okay. just look it up on the wiki if you wanted to, but I don't think she's like 30 or something. Like, I think she's yeah. close to John in age. Yeah, I mean, I think I remember when he found her the first time sleeping that it was like a girl about his own age or something like that. Yeah, but that is not confirmed. That is just my general impression. <laughs> Don't worry, shocking lack of knowledge here. Yeah. Exactly. If um, I if I can bullshit convincingly about it, it's probably she's true. really three hundred years old, and she's like Malsandra. <laughs> so Anita, who would win in a fight? Jora, Barristan, Dario, or Grey Worm? <sighs> that is a hard question. Definitely not Jora, right? Yeah. But the others. <laughs> <would be impressed. laughs> Oh, poor Jorah. Life just isn't fair. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes Jorah. I mean, I think Barristan's probably a little too old to win one-on-one against either, you know, Dario or Grey Worm, since they're both very well-trained. But I don't know if I could... I don't know. I don't know how well I trust Grey Worm fighting on his own either, I guess, because he's more trained to fight in a regiment. Yep. But he so, did pretty well in that small yeah, group. He did pretty well there. I mean, you, you think they would get individual one-on-one training as well, like in the Unsullied, right? The pretty yeah, definitely. But I don't know if they would get as much as like someone who had night training would. Mm. You know, although again, I think I mean if, if, that's the, the whole thing. Is Barristan people always bring up is the age. I still don't think it affects him as much as people say. But obviously, if he was younger, he would beat everyone. Like if he was oh, yeah, young. Definitely. But like the fact that he's older makes it a closer fight. Either way. Yeah, and I mean, if he's wearing armor, then he maybe stands a better chance. Mm. You never know. So we knocked Dora off anyway, so that's it. (laughs) Dora's definitely out. (laughs) What about the Battle of the Bedroom? Um, Ooh, probably Grey Worm. Grey Worm. worm. (laughs) He's really good with his mouth. I mean, if we didn't know, you know, what goes into making him unsullied, definitely, definitely Grey Worm. (laughs) Again, Dora's definitely out. (laughs) Aww. So, I mean, are you just saying that you find Wayward the hottest out of the four? Is that what oh, you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Grey Worm's definitely the hottest. Although he's I don't hate Dory. Yeah, I don't he's, hate. He's a long. He's a young Obama, right? So. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Jeez. Oh, you're a Dario fan. I, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent on board, but I don't hate him. Mm. I think you know he's got that like smirk. Yeah. So. They've actually, met, I mean, and this is kind of catching Danny's eye as well. But the fact that they make him not really like want to have slaves or anything, it seems to be a positive for him, at least as Danny's view or in general. He's the, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, even that, I think that's even in the books. I don't think Dario was quite like that. I think he would have 
didn't care if there was consent. Lee um, did not have as many positive attributes yeah. in the book other than just being useful. Like he was, and he was a little bit more of like a creepy lich, I thought, in the book. <laughs> Dario's my boy. Yeah. He's, he's dying his hair to dye out the gray. That's why. Oh. <laughs> I love Dario, man. Sexy is coming. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. We just want to. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling. Questions. Yeah. Thanks, cool. Anita. Cheers. Bye. All right. Um, Okay, I'll just say a bunch of names, and then you can say if you like which one you prefer. <laughs> Joe, I have yeah. no idea. Well, we have, I see Serion online, but I don't know if she's there. I see FD Ward. I see uh, Kristen Netopak. I see Netopak's way too busy. Yeah, I mean, let's get a guy. We just had two girls on, right? So to be fair, uh, Jarek, maybe. Sounds good. They're good. Okay. So, hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. This is Amin, and we've got Kyle here as well. Hey, Jarek. How's it going? It's going great. Good. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Here you good. So I just want to confirm, is this the Jarek that I met uh, at the Days of Ice and Fire? It is. Yeah. Good to chat with you again. Oh. You too. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. You two know each other. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we just got a bunch of, a couple of rapid fire questions we're going to ask you. Uh, All right. So first, for episode nine, we want your lemon cake rating and just quick like review of it or what you thought of it. Mm. Uh, I'd probably give it a four. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say about a four. Um, it, uh, on the whole, I liked it, but um, the the way that the Red Wedding went towards the end, uh, I thought was a little underwhelming. Like, it wasn't, uh, it didn't feel as Im- impactful as the book, and I think that the writing was okay, and they... they they kind of hit the right beats, and I knew that they weren't going to have the great John in there. And you know, he had a great moment in the book where he was, you know, you, you just like get this picture of him just rampaging and yeah. flipping out and uh, flipping tables. Yeah, yeah, it's literally flipping. I, tables. I don't know if it, was, if it was Great John or Small John that flipped the actual table, but they were both badass. And that's I think yeah. It was small yeah. John flipped the table and he got his head chopped off, and then Great John yeah. was just like biting people and. Mm. It would have been great to see Umbers yeah. going preserved. Remember, remember, remember that the great John had, had drunk like a bunch of wine or beer before that too, right? He, he... Yeah, he was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> drunk the great brawl. John hammered. Yeah. But, it's uh, really interesting. It seems like the, uh, the the problem, the main problem people are having with it is is that the Bannerman just weren't there. But th- other than that, I haven't really heard too many um, complaints about it. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I personally expected that it was going to be light on Bannerman because they already, you know, who would they show? I mean, um, the car Starks weren't there and then, uh, the umbers have kind of gotten cut from the show essentially. Um, so they really just had to drill down on the main characters. And I thought that was fine. Um, it's just, I don't know the, the direction of it. I, I, I was kind of, I, I felt like, I don't know, some moments kind of drew things out too much. Like at one point they showed everyone started getting stabbed in the background and then that kind of like went on a while. It's like, okay, they're dead already. And then they cut away. And then they had like, you know, five to eight minutes with Arya or, or something else. And then they came back and those people in the back were still getting stabbed. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Which would make more sense if they had a fight, right? It was a bit, yeah. uh, they were making sure they're dead. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't a fight. It was a massacre. And like yeah. once the massacre is over, all right, stop. You know, I feel like there should have been some guys on the side going, hey, hey chill out. You okay, they're dead. <laughs> they were dead about 100 stabs ago. You can put down the knife. <laughs> but instead it was Quentin Tarantino on the side saying, you need more stabs. You need more yeah. stabs. 
and uh, so so that I felt was a little weird that they I felt like it was drawn out for the sake of making it more dramatic and and in some ways you know that kind of makes sense like because for yeah. the for someone who has never read the books and and is like they don't know what's going to happen I'm sure that you know that probably was actually a good thing for a number of those viewers because they're just going to be sitting there in shock like oh my god what the fuck is happening like you know is someone going to say this is a dream in a moment and then they're like no they're still getting stabbed <laughs> yeah. brutal. I mean that's a key point I mean there obviously there are lots of people who've, who've read the books and still absolutely love the scene but reading the books can for some of us take us away from the full shock of like people who didn't because they, they don't know what could be missing right so then it's no harm there's like like about the Bannerman and all that, right? If if you don't know what's missing, it's not going to harm you. Mm-hmm. So. But I'd say that the the biggest thing about the episode that annoyed me was the stuff with Daenerys and, and oh, really? uh, when well not Daenerys specifically, but when they went snuck into the city and then all of a sudden they're fighting like twenty guards and it's like okay this is ridiculous come on and then they they beat them it's like okay good just get away from this part and then another twenty file in and I'm just like oh my god like they're not invincible war machines you know <laughs> yeah they're absolutely. good fighters i mean if you fight fighting just two people at once is incredibly difficult and that's something that you know martin i think is a lot more realistic about and um and i felt like they just wanted to ramp up like oh these guys are badasses and like yeah okay but even a badass can't take on that many people and it's i don't know i guess that's a a realism point that can be taken on a lot of uh action movies mm-hmm. But um, but that was one part that I just felt was really kind of like they they wanted to ramp up what was in the books and they made it kind of silly. Um, so, so, so you're just saying that it wasn't believable that they took that many guys? Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and um, and you know I think they that they did have an opportunity to do something cool and different and and by just following the book in, in that in, you know in the book you know they <laughs> snuck in and um, you know like there there aren't really. Game of Thrones doesn't usually have like those suspenseful stealth moments, and it certainly could have. And I think it could have. Well, I think that's more of a, it. Was Marine too that they snuck into? They kind of borrowed from Marine storyline and put it here. I mean, I think here they had more of a fight, right? It was a, more of a duel uh, situation. But I, I think the re- the thing is like the second wave was definitely more harder to believe than the first. The first, when you have three good guys fighting back to back. You could see it happen. The second one definitely had a shitload of people, and you're like, okay, at some point, I thought they were going to maybe get caught, and there'd be a deal or something. Yeah, that's that's, but, that's what it looked like they were going for. Yeah, and they're just like, no, they're just fucking invincible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so what? We're led to believe they fought through that second group too. Yeah, it seems I, like. And, and then whatever further guards there were for them to reach wherever they were going. I don't think there were any further guards. I think that was it for the, for the guards. If they got yeah. this like a group, there was a lot of them. And who knows, maybe the, maybe the, you know, maybe opening the doors for the army to come in was nearby. It's, yeah. they kind of left that open. They could have had a foot race to the door. <laughs> I yeah. think it, if you appear too quick, too closely at this one, it could be issues, I suppose. Like we were talking about that earlier, right, Kyle? You are saying, yeah, there could be issues here, but um, I don't, I guess we're not meant to, to do that. This but on the upside, the the stuff with uh, Arya and uh, Bran and John, I think we're all pretty cool. Mm, good um, stuff. Yeah, I, I was glad that the stuff with uh, John at the tower went uh, relatively close to the book, and uh, that you know, and more importantly, that it was good, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And uh, and uh, the, when he took over Hodor, you know, that was kind of cool and. 
it was a cool thing because you know they they, they kind of shy away from some of the special effects, but like that was something that they could do that was a bit supernatural without having to do. I don't know. They might not have done any effects for that. Cause if you can Very just roll the eyes back, yeah, probably just white contacts, right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to ask one more question, just because we're a bit pressed for time. But uh, especially now we have we're talking about this already. Who do you think would win uh, in a fight between Jora, Baristan, Dario, and Grey Worm? Jora, Barristan, Dario, and Grey Worm. He's calculating odds in his head. Right? <laughs> he's got his abacus out. He's like, tick, 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 tick. okay. Can I say the audience? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's. I mean, I, w- I would feel like Grey Worm in in the book. He didn't. He didn't really do a lot of personal fighting, but. Um, I don't know that I feel like the show is kind of impacting my vision of him that he's, you know, it, it makes me picture him as being pretty badass. Mm. And, um, you know, because the Unsullied all are, are you know, a great fighting, a, a great team of uh, warriors. And uh, I'm sure he excess. Although I think they did say in the book when he was introduced that he was like not the best fighter, but he was the best strategist. So maybe he's not that great. Um, There's been a lot of support for Grey Worm, actually, in, in, in the who we asked in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think the show has really helped play him up because, I mean, he's a young, strong-looking guy. I mean, he looks badass, and he, they got a great actor for him. I really like Grey Worm on the show. Yeah. Um, but um, personally, I think Jorah would, would be uh, the first to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be public opinion, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he is, he is an aging warrior. He, he wasn't known for being particularly badass. He's, he's known for selling some slaves and getting kicked out of the kingdom. Well, he's, you know? he's had his moments, too, but just in comparison to the other three. Although, I'd say uh, Jorah versus Dario in the books, I'm not even sure then, because I, haven't, I haven't seen enough of Dario in the books. We saw him in the show. We saw he's badass in the show. Yeah, because in in the books, it's it's kind of like there's all this suggestion and there's this talk of him being badass, but it's yeah. it seems to mostly just come from him. And, uh, you <laughs> he know, is like a reliable source. He is. I'm a reliable Dario, I'm the source. badass. I've killed all these people. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, and and you know his people succeeding under his lead doesn't mean that he's a good fighter. It means he's a good strategist. So he could be in the same boat. Backstab so, people too. Yeah. So perhaps Barristan would win hands down. Well, I, I for sure would support Barristan against Dario, but uh, yeah. Okay, now final, that's, that's, final that's, question here is the Battle of the Bedroom. Who would win? Oh, Jesus. the Battle of the Bedroom. Oh, like you don't, all trying to you don't need to someone? answer that, Jerry. Yeah, that's what I meant. If they're all trying to seduce a particular, you know, if they're all trying to go out and get laid, I think Dario by a landslide. <laughs> Book and show. He's got a huge advantage. I mean, one, okay, you've got Barristan, who hasn't used it in years because he's a lawyer. <laughs> King's guard so you, 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 Perhaps you, it, you lose it. <laughs> you got Jorah, who's spurned by love, who probably well, can't hey, even Jorah, get it. Jorah was like going with all like, the fishwives or whatever in, in the islands, like all the fishing women. So Yeah, he's so hung up on his old ex-wife, he doesn't even, he can't even get yeah. enough for anybody else. He, 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 he had a horror in this belt. He had a horror like in that tavern, though, right? Whatever, he was yeah, thinking of I'm his sure wife. He just, I'm sure he just gets drunk and, and mopes about how he lost Daenerys. <laughs> And, stuff. <laughs> and then you got Grey Worm, who doesn't even have a member. So yeah, yeah but he's, Dar- Grey Worm still has a spear, though. Like you can use. You got Dario left <laughs> by a right, process so of elimination. You give Grey Worm a dildo, and he'll be amazing. <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> Dario made out of Valyrian steel. Okay, one. The last. Re- the, this time, it's the last question for yeah. real here. Okay. Do you think Tormund Giantsbane is Egret's father? Or <laughs> I saw that somewhere. Um. 
Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, well, I didn't see a, any theory, any theory about it. Just uh, I, I saw someone mention that it was a theory, and yeah. I think that's interesting because in the show, it, it kind of looks like he cares about her somewhat, um, and they kind of look similar. But I don't think it is because I think that would have been mentioned in the book. So, like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. a serious yeah, no, no, yeah. theory in the book. Yeah, in the book, I'm talking no about way. show. I'm talking about show canon here. In in terms of alternate show canon, they. They could be. I mean, they they could. I wouldn't be surprised if they said that at this point because you know you saw him <laughs> trying to protect her from going over to the other side. Yeah. So by the way, you saw that on my Twitter. That's where you saw it because I came up with that theory. So. Oh, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. I mean, after I read the episode, or after okay. I watched the episode, I uh, went online and uh, checked up on Twitter and Facebook and stuff to see what people were saying. Cool. But we're getting Very a lot cool. of support for this theory. I want to see what the listeners think. All right. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much, thank Derek, you. for Perfect. coming on and chatting with us for a little bit. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Cheers. All right. All right. I guess that's about it, unless there's one other person we could quickly, and then you're then you're done, right? Yeah, I got one more. Okay. And then I got. Do you want me? Do you want me to try for Sarion and see if she picks up? Yeah, I don't know who anyone is. Sarion so. is from the the food. Um, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, like yeah, let's do that. Yeah, feast of ice and fire. Let's just dial her anyways and see if she picks up. We'll ask her if she saw the episode even in time, but. Okay, you just calling random people. They're like, "What the?" All right, I'm gonna. This is not working. I'm just gonna pull an FT ward. That's okay. A quick chat, and then that'll be it. All right. Stannis. It's weird. I always wonder, what do these people really look like? <laughs> Looking at my Skype screen. Your birds. Yep. Darling. So after Buzz is doing a. Oh. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, okay. How are you guys? Good. Hey, <laughs> welcome. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> What's happening, man? Uh, not much. Cool. We just wanted to bring you in for uh, for a minute for a few quick questions. We're doing like we're calling a bunch of listeners and and getting their impressions on the episode. Um, so if you got a couple minutes, we'd love to ask you what your lemon cake rating was for the episode. Sure. Yeah, I got a few minutes. Uh, I think I gave it like a just over four. I would say I don't remember what, exactly what I gave it, but. Uh, just north of four. Cool. So, what did you did you enjoy the episode then, or? Uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Usually, if I watch it a second time, I kind of nitpick a little bit more. But I actually think I enjoyed it a bit more the second time. I I thought most of what was wrong with it was stuff that was from previous stuff, like mm. the lack of northern lords and stuff like that. <laughs> Everybody, everybody <laughs> hates that. But they really couldn't fix at this point, but uh, I guess that was my largest problem with the actual red winning itself. Mm-hmm. But, but I, you know, I thought it was—I thought it was an effective episode. Cool. So, a couple of rapid-fired questions for sure. you. First, did you think uh, there's anything going on uh, with Roos and Caitlin? Do you have any interest there? <laughs> Uh, no, I disagree with Ashley <laughs> good, on that Good, good. <laughs> Thank you. FT War is my favorite call okay. so far. Well, here's another question. Do you think uh, in, in TV show canon, do you think Tormund is related to Ygret some way as their dad or some other relation? Uh, it had not occurred to me, but uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't heard the argument for it. The reason is that's yeah. why he acted that way, right? So protective and trying to save her and he looks similar. So. Yeah, I, I guess I hadn't thought of it, but I, it doesn't... Yeah, you, you hadn't thought of it because I invented it, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't let me pressure you. No, I I don't think so. Mull over it for a bit and let us know All right. later. Oh. We'll yeah. <laughs> Give right. it some thought. So, okay, so. so do you think uh, Blackfish was with Pink Walder in the Godswood? <laughs> 
And do you think the, do you think the other Brendan was watching from the trees? So. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty lame as well. I guess <laughs> the whole go out for a piss, but uh, again, I don't even know why bring him there. It makes it's no it's no logical sense to bring him there and then just mm-hmm. have him I assume escape. I don't know. I don't know what purpose he served being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Who's watching over uh, River Run? River right Run. Now? Yeah. Who's the Castellan while they're gone? Well, I forget. There's some old guy that Caitlin pushes around in the book. <laughs> I think we might see Blackfish escaping next episode, like on a horse or something. Like, yeah. Like anyway. mm. Yeah, I wouldn't miss him, I guess. But uh, you, you, you were a sport of the air to North theory, I think, right? Or, I am. Yeah. So, I, what do you think about the sh- the show then, or any, if it had any effect? Or yeah, I didn't. I didn't get excited when they said she was pregnant, and I don't get excited that when they killed her. Yeah. Uh, you know, my reading of A Feast for Crows, it's pretty obvious that something's going on there. I couldn't swear it's the heir to the north, but if you read Jamie's chapter there, or the couple of chapters actually, uh, it's hard for me to come away thinking something's not going on there with Brendan and uh, Jane. Okay, uh, what else do we have here? Just one last question. Um, sure. Drinking a mean? Yeah, I had a drink of water here. Oh, geez, um, I thought he was getting drunk. <laughs> uh, Jorah versus Baristan versus Dario versus Grey Worm in a fight. Who would win? So, so this is like a four-person melee? Oh, we never actually really established that. I guess it's your, whichever one you want to deal. If it's four-person melee or it's one-on-one. Uh, I guess if there's... Find the details. <laughs> if, there's uh, if there's a woman involved, I'll take Jorah. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> he otherwise doesn't seem to be very inspired. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I'd probably take Barristan, and I really don't like Barristan. I just I think the the unsullied kind of fight in formation, so I don't know if by themselves they're actually super effective against like a guy in armor or something. But uh, Grey Worm was doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not it a fan was, of Grey Worm's fighting? It was a little showy. I thought it was all right. I thought it was a pretty good scene. I, I didn't really complain. I thought they kind of messed up Barristan with him kind of like drinking and just kind of being super casual when they came back at that point. But uh, I felt like they were going to, uh, maybe they cut a scene or we're going to say, yeah, like how long it, does it take to sack a city? And he was like, he's going to talk about like Duskendale yeah, or like King's Landing. Cut, cut out a scene about Ray, you know, give him a little exposition or something, but that's the way it appeared to me. It's just super awkwardly uh, shot if that's how it was supposed to go. But it seems like they edited something out there. Okay, yeah, I agree. It did seem a little weird. Now, related to that, who would win the Battle of the Bedroom? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Between those? Oh, Dario, I guess. Dario. <laughs> yeah! That's what I'm saying. There's no other choice. Yeah, I don't really think it's much of a or choice. Or how do you think Grey Worm got the name Grey Worm, right? <laughs> you just pick it out of a basket or something like that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Well, I guess that really we talked about Baristan before. If he, if he, if he's even still a virgin, he might be right, depending on. Uh, it seems possible. Yeah, he was pretty young. Oh, well, I think he was pretty young when he got. No, I, I think it's possible, but uh, I don't know. Because he, he was more conservative than like he knows yeah. like about the Dornish and, and he's realized that his brothers were liberal, but he was conservative at least going in. He betrothed like his cousin or something. I don't know. Yeah, if that but it doesn't mean that he like he yeah. probably didn't right. That's more yeah, I would say it probably didn't, but yeah. no way to be certain. He's kind of a creepy old guy at this point. <laughs> I, I really dislike him. Why do you dislike him? I just think he's a hypocrite, like a huge hypocrite for, mm. for following Robert after the war. He's and trying then, to atone for that. He knows it. Yeah, but then he followed Joffrey, and then he, he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't back up Ned yeah. when Ned had the actual 
word of the king in his hand. He didn't back up Ned. Mm. I, I just think he's kind of a hypocrite. That well, he talks about that too. How he like it was like getting something ripped off his face, like a veil off his face or something, when he <laughs> realized he'd be wrong. But, yeah. Uh, so I'm not a fan, but I think he he might win the fight if there was not a girl involved. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Jory gets some support. That's all we got here, I think. I'm just looking at the list that looks like that's all we got. Cool. Yeah. When do you think this will be out? Uh, Is it I don't just know. you two guys? Or? It's just us. It'll be out by tomorrow anyways, if not oh, later cool. today. All um, right. I might power out and get it out tonight. Sounds good. So, there you go. Yeah, I think we're done anyways for recording. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling. Cheers. Have a good one. Cool. All right. All right. Awesome. I guess I'll wrap up. Um, anything you want to say for next week then? Or that's it? Like No, the- next week ends our Game of Thrones for this season. So we're going to be, what are we doing afterwards? Back to chapters or? I think so. I'd be up for that. And or probably I'm going to be a bit busy. So we might have to do every two weeks or something like that. Oh, I mean, don't yeah. say this. <laughs> yeah, you got priorities, you know, like work we'll and stuff. So I'll you just gotta- do them without you. <laughs> Check out the solo show, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> the solo show. Yeah. Um, okay, sounds good. Cool. All right. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Podcasts of Ice and Fire when we, uh, Mean and I, reviewed uh, The Reigns of Castamere. Um, cool episode. And, uh, yeah, keep, uh, keep up the conversation with us. We love hearing from you guys on the forums, on Facebook, on Twitter at A-P-O-I-A-F. Um, and uh, oh, on YouTube as well. Uh, I've, I've been doing recaps and stuff. So uh, yeah, keep the conversation going. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. See you next time. It's a long episode, so... Yeah, whew, all right, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, hold on to your file, as, as usual. I think I should be okay, but yeah, okay. All right, I mean... Uh, cheers. Peace. Talk to you later. Cheers. Yo, I mean... Cool. Let's see how this connection is. Seems okay. <clears throat> we're definitely need, right? Yeah, we're definitely need your recorder on as well for this one, especially if we call in people later. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Uh-oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
<laughs> no, that's all good. It's all good. Um, all right. <clears throat> Just trying to find tweets and <clears throat> stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I have a lot of like comments at the end of the episode, just like shout outs and stuff like that, but that's at the very end. Alright. I'll write that down. Put a bunch of random notes down. Um <clears throat> figured we do the episode, do our review, and then we just there's a lot of people online that we can call and uh, ask for lemon cake ratings and a couple of quick questions that I have yep. for them. Just like so we're not like talking forever for each person, but just getting their response. You'll hear the you'll hear what the questions will be over the course of this episode. <laughs> As I review, I got a few theories now. So. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh jeez! All right. TV well, spark theories. <clears throat> sounds good. Do you know the, the? Are you ready to start? I guess like. Uh, one hundred and eleven for the week of June second. He good. likes. We do it off of Sundays, right? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. You want to just jump right into it? Yeah. Let's do this. All right. I'm gonna hit record. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, too many <laughs> bastards! Too many mean bastards! <laughs> too many bastards! <laughs> Podcasting, the final frontier. These are the recordings of vassals of Kingsgrave. It's mission to explore new topics, to seek out new discussions, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. <laughs> 